ain't no regular Taz show. It's the Friday Throwback Snack. <laughs> Friday Throwback Snacks? Mmm. Every Friday, Taz takes an inside look at a classic match. <laughs> this is how you kick off a weekend. All right, guys. All right. What's going on? Welcome. Welcome to the Taz Show. A little throwback snack deal here as we do on uh, the Fridays. Yes, welcome. Welcome, everybody. Hope everybody's good. Hope everybody's good. Going to be a good episode here because we're going to talk a little new stuff. What happened? Basically, my my opinions and thoughts and views on the Andre the Giant special they did on uh, HBO. And then we're going to go throwback for you with uh, none other than uh, Finn Balor when he was on the Human Podcast Machine. I think that's what it was then. Might have been a show. A few years back for sure. But uh, seeing the success that Finn has had. Uh, from that point up until now, I think it's cool for us to go back in time and hear the conversation Finn and I had. Uh, good dude for sure. First and foremost, I want to say thank you, everybody who's downloading this right now on iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn or TazShow.com, Radio.com, wherever you get your pods. Thank you for the support, obviously for the show. Uh, we're on the cusp of, I don't know, we're, we're not far from 560 episodes of uh, of the show. So uh, without you guys, as you know, that don't happen so i appreciate that very much uh let me take care of some business uh before i get uh, talking about the andre deal so all right support for the tag show guys as you know comes directly from our friends at rocket mortgage by quicken loan see they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family that's why they created rocket mortgage and rocket mortgage gives you that confidence you need when it comes to buy a home or refinancing your existing home loan and it's simple allowing you to fully understand the details to be confident when you get in the right mortgage for you and or your family so it's a, it's a uh, basically rocket mortgage gives you a transparent simple online process that gives you the confidence that you need and that's so important and it's convenient and it's trusted partners allow you to share your financial information with rocket mortgage at the touch of a button guys how easy is that and in addition you get a real mortgage approval in minutes rocket mortgage by quick and loans apply simply understand fully and mortgage confidently and to get started Please go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. They call it Rocket Mortgage. All right, guys. So, uh, as I was saying... um. About uh, the Andre the Giant uh, uh, special that they did on HBO, uh, a documentary, I guess it would, you would call it, by Bill Simmons and uh, Ringer Productions. That's Bill Simmons' company, along the, the collaboration with <laughs> Simmons, Ringer, HBO, and obviously the WWE. Um, listen, man, I put a poll up uh, on the Twitter gimmick and uh, you know to see what people thought. And some folks were like, dude, why do you even got to put a poll up? People love this thing. I, I was just curious what people thought. And, man... And it's it's it was great. I love this thing. I, I love the special. Um, I loved it very much. Oh, by the way, the poll I'm looking at now at official Taz on my Twitter. Uh, the great hashtag Andrew the Giant HBO WWE uh, Ringer collaboration loved it. D- didn't like it. Ninety three percent say they loved it. Seven percent said didn't like it. What do you people think in that seven percent? Are you kidding me or what? Um, it, you know, look, the only thing that maybe someone could say they didn't like it because it might have been considered a little sad. Um, but it's it's the real life of what this man had to endure as as a giant. It's it's what what we heard. 
the stories of what he had to deal with from from Tim White, uh, his his basically business traveling partner, his handler, whatever you want to call Tim, his best friend. And Tim came on with Taz and a Moose on the show with me and Moose. We talked to Tim in detail. You can get that podcast if you didn't hear it. Same place, iTunes. Just put Taz and the Moose, and that was from yesterday, which would have been uh, April eleventh, twenty seventeen or eighteen. How about that? Twenty eighteen. Um, the we heard from Tim White explain the, the the pain that this poor man Andre was in because he was just growing at such a rapid pace in his body and everything and and we heard from Hulk Hogan we heard from uh, Vince McMahon himself <clears throat> about what you know what Andre was dealing with and um, I got to tell you the, the way they started it all the way to the end this was spectacular I absolutely loved it I really did. Um, this Andre the Giant and Hulk and WrestleMania 3 and all that jazz, this was all the generation before mine. Generation of wrestlers. So to me, I was dialed in here. Okay, because I respect all generations of wrestlers, but that generation uh, right before my generation, I have nothing but mad respect for. And um, and just, I could have sat there and listened to this for days. And... Um, just everything, the detail, the stories of how Andre came up in the business and how it started. The typical stuff in the beginning, give me the meat in the middle, and then let's close it out at the end. I mean, that's what they did. It was awesome. Um, hearing the stories, look, bottom line, the, the most, the best part of it for me, my favorite part of this special, of this documentary, whatever you want to call it, was Hulk Hogan giving details about the match he wanted to put together with Andre <laughs> at WrestleMania 3 and Hulk grabbing Vince's legal pad and writing the match out. I, I tell you, I didn't know that happened with the legal pad gimmick, to be honest with you. Um, it was, I was just, it was riveting to me. The fact of Hulk not knowing the finish and not knowing if, if Andre was comfortable with it, I don't want to spoil the show if you didn't see the Andre thing, but that didn't shock me because during that time like a lot of guys from that generation they would rib each other and needle each other and bust chops and bust balls and especially if someone you're passing the torch and that's what Andre did in in that match in Michigan in Detroit Pontiac Silverdome um, uh, on WrestleMania 3 he passed the torch to Hulk Hogan and Bill Simmons and his production people in WWE, they did a good job exemplifying that and telling that story and everything in this, this special, especially the part of Andre passing the business basically to Hulk. Um, so Hulk had to earn it and Hulk was stressed out going into this thing because he didn't know what Andre wanted to do. He didn't want to disrespect Andre at all. He didn't want to press Andre, meaning backstage and, and pepper him with questions as Teddy peppered and pressed Vince, which was funny. Just hearing the backstory is just, to me, I felt like a true fan. I mean, you know, and I, geez, as a wrestler, as a champion, as an announcer, as a trainer, as all the stuff I've done, I'm proud of in all the years I've been in the business. It's not often that I truly feel like a fan fan, and I felt like a fan, like I was eavesdropping. And and knowing the ins and outs of the business and seeing a lot of stuff in my years, I, I, I understand why. Andre did that and why Vince wouldn't smarten up Hulk. You know, Vince kind of was, I'm sorry, Hulk was saying that Vince probably, oh, somebody said maybe it was Vince. I don't know who it was. Uh, one of the people they interviewed 
implying that maybe Vince didn't know the finish of that match, did not know what Andre was going to do. That I don't buy. I think that that Andre and Vince did talk, um, you know. But I, I listen, man. The bottom line is that to me, that part of it was phenomenal. Um, and also the Princess Bride thing, like when he, Andre was in that movie. I did not see that movie, um, but that was cool hearing from from actors and guys like uh, like uh, Rob Reiner and stuff like that. These big successful Hollywood guys and Billy Crystal. I mean, that was cool. You know, I mean that that was really cool and different. Uh, I wish they would let us hear more from Pat Patterson. Um, I would love to hear from Pat more about this. Um, I uh, uh, Shane McMahon was in a little bit talking. I could have done without the guys that have never been backstage or in a locker room or ever, or ever been in a business. I got to be frank, and if that offends some people, I'm sorry. But I, I, the one dude with the glasses, I don't even know who he was. I mean, the one guy was Meltzer. I know him, but the you know the other guy, I have no idea who the other guy was. The two guys. There was one guy in France that's an expert or a wrestling historian. I don't even know what that is. Uh, I guess this guy just follows wrestling for years. And some other dude that was had nothing but airtime. I don't remember his name. They showed it once on the lower third. I don't know who it was. I don't care. Don't tweet me. If you do, I'm not going to see it. I don't care. Um, I, I don't need to see that guy on the special. It really. It, you go from Vince McMahon talking to Hulk Hogan to that guy. Okay, come on. Please, that's a little. Ugh. I, I was starting to think, is this like Bill Simmons, like best friend? This guy, like who's this guy? You know, <laughs> he seemed disjointed, like he didn't belong in the thing. He knew his stuff, but how do I know he's not reading a teleprompter? How do I know he didn't have a script? I don't know who he is. I, he could be like some big wrestling reporter. I, I have no clue. If your name's not Mike Johnson or Dave Shearer, I don't know you. That's how this goes. So, um, I kid, but kind of. Listen, I think they should have just stuck to. The legends of the industry talking about a true icon and legend like Andre the Giant. That's what I would have done. I, I don't. I didn't need to hear from guys who cover the sport or cover the industry. I, I just. I don't. Me personally, a lot of you might disagree. I'm sure you do. That's just me. That's my prerogative. Sorry. Um, anyway, it, it was great at the end of the day. Uh, sad the way it all ended. Um, uh, oh, Ric Flair. Ric Flair. We heard from Rick a lot, too. I apologize. I forgot about Rick. Rick, Rick, Rick. I gotta forget Rick. He was in there a whole bunch. Um, I was. It was interesting that we didn't hear from Stephanie or Triple H. Um, uh, you know, they're usually a part of a lot of stuff, everything <laughs> that WWE does in in conjunction with anybody else, collaboration stuff. So it was kind of refreshing that we didn't hear from them. I got to be blunt. It was kind of refreshing. Um, so uh, we didn't see them, you know. Um, and the other guy, I have to tell you, and I was telling my wife this because we watched it together. The other guy that I was very surprised that wasn't in it, but then, you know, I figured it out. My wife and I were talking about it. She figured it out with me was The Big Show. I was surprised The Big Show wasn't in this because I, I don't know how it was portrayed on TV for years, but behind the scenes, there was always that feel like, like the big show is the next like giant, the next real giant, the next Andre. And, and you guys remember they kind of, WCW did that one before Big Show went to WWE. And I do know because I've heard Big Show behind the scenes talk about Andre, the amount of respect that, you know, what he believed in the man and, and his legacy. And there was nothing but respect there. I, I don't know if Show and, and Andre ever met. I have no clue. Um, because uh, uh, Andre, I believe, passed in 1993 or 94-ish. Um, you know, I know I broke in the business in the late 80s. I had... My first ECW match in 
October, I think it was, of 1993 um, against Sabu. I believe that was October 93. So I don't know if Big Show knew or met Andre. I have no clue. But I was a little surprised that he wasn't there. But then when my wife and I were talking, it made sense we were, the way we came up. But just they probably wanted one giant in the special on Andre the Giant because it was about Andre's life and his career. So maybe that's why. Um, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Maybe they ex Big Show. I mean, I, I'm, I, I know Big Show. I haven't do- talked to the dude in a long time, but I've worked with him for a lot of years in WWE, and he's a super, super good guy and nice guy. So I doubt Big Show said no, thank you. Um, <laughs> seriously, I don't think he would do that. Um, just knowing him, uh, but you know, um, I don't know. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, also, uh, before we get into, uh, well, well, so by the way, in closing, if you did not get a chance to see. Um, this deal, this Andre the Giant uh, gimmick on uh, HBO, you got to go check it out. You got to watch it. It's a must see. It's about an hour and a half, and it is worth it. It flies by. It was spectacular. Um, also, uh, real quick before we get into this uh, throwback HPM that's coming up after the break, uh, where it will be Finn Balor and myself from back in the day having a nice conversation. I think you guys will dig it. Um, so we saw the news, right, of that now WWE announced that the uh, Undertaker at the, the greatest gigantic, immense Royal Rumble gimmick, Schneebitz, Fern, and Burnham, the greatest Royal Rumble. Undertaker, uh, you know, has a new uh, person he's going to face, and it's not, it's, uh, it's not going to be Rusev. It's going to be Chris Jericho. So um, that's interesting. Um, I, I, that's good. Good opportunity for Chris. Good for Taker. I think they're going to have a looks like a casket match. So uh, it, initially, it was Undertaker facing Rusev. Now, I don't know what happened. I, I don't scour the internet, so maybe uh, maybe something. Maybe Rusev's injured, or maybe something happened. Maybe they just changed their mind. I will tell you this: don't know Rusev. Never met the guy. Don't know him from a hole in the wall. Fan of his work. But there's a tweet that he tweeted April 11th that's still sitting at the top of his Twitter as I record this pod with you, um, where he quoted the tweet from WWE, which is breaking, the Undertaker will battle Rusev in a casket match at the WWE Greatest Royal Rumble um, in Saudi Arabia on April 27th, and Rusev, he quoted the tweet, he said, bury me softly, comma, brother. I saw this tweet yesterday. I don't follow Rusev, but I saw the tweet. Someone retweeted it, I guess, and I saw it. Um, I, I was surprised that Rusev tweeted this because um, I, I, he's worked there long enough. He, I, I, I'm not surprised if maybe, and this is me speculating. This is just me speculating. I saw this before I started recording this. Maybe, just maybe, it's a situation where WWE got ticked off by his tweet. Basically saying, well, what is that? You're basically stooging off that you're going to lose the match. You're basically saying, you know, bury me softly. It's a casket match. So you're basically saying you're doing a job. Um, I could see them getting ticked off of that. Yeah, I mean, everybody and their mother probably knows that no one's beating The Undertaker right now. And that's no disrespect to Rusev. But, you know, it's just not going to happen. Uh, but still, I, I, I got a funny feeling that that might have ticked them off. Now, it could be something completely different. You guys might know more than me because you guys, you know, you guys delve into different reports and people stooging things off and all these different newsletters and all this stuff. I, as you guys know, I don't do that. I have sources. I just don't use, utilize them because I don't in, infringe on our relationship and friends of mine that work for WWE. So we extremely, very rarely, rarely, rarely talk about wrestling when I do talk to them. Um, 
So, I don't know. Uh, keep an eye on that. But now it's going to be Chris versus uh, Taker, which is cool. That'll be good. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a gigantic show there in Saudi Arabia. So, it's going to be massive. Uh, speaking of massive, uh, we're going to take a break and get into this massive conversation that Finn Balor and myself had, uh, you know, back in the day. And, and I can tell you, I mean, Finn, I remember uh, just when I got a chance to uh, talk with him. And as you guys know, WWE never really had given me uh, too many guests. We very rarely ask for guests. Um, hypothetically, let's say I've asked for WWE. I haven't asked for guests in ages. I don't remember the last time, to be frank. But let's say I, um, uh, let's say I, I or one of my producers asked WWE for, um, you know, for a guest in whatever, over 500 episodes of the Taz show. Let's say I asked maybe, or a producer asked maybe, 15 times just for argument's sake um, I don't know how many guests I've gotten from just Count on one hand, right? I, I, I do it right now with you, I think Samoa Joe, and out of, out of order Samoa Joe, right after he won the NXT title He was on one of the big Might have been a WrestleMania special I did on uh, a broadcast radio For CBS um, Finn Balor, obviously uh, Oh, um, oh uh, what's his name? Uh, I'm drawing a blank uh, baddest guy in the room, toughest guy in the room. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Jeez, I can't remember his name. Just drew a blank. Uh, he's kind of out of the picture now. Um, realest guy in the room. Uh, he was on. Uh, I'm looking through my notes to see if I could find who else from WWE when they were in WWE came on as a guest. I mean, that might be it. Uh, jeez. Oh, Austin Aries Towards the tail end of Austin Aries being WWE Austin Aries came on um, It's crazy, yeah So this uh, this with Finn was a really, really fun and cool conversation And um, and I think you guys will like it You know, So it, it, if you heard it before Hey, it's like you're going back in time You get to, to maybe catch something new that was said That Finn said Or get some perspective on how successful he is now which is uh, really, really cool, right? If you think about it. So, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that, uh, um, I think going back sometimes listening to, uh, to some of these interviews with some of these guys uh, or girls that have been on the show, it, it, it's, it's cool. It's fun. Uh, especially if, if there's a couple, of, a couple of years that had gone by, you know what I mean? Because, uh, boom, it just clicked in my head. Enzo Moray. Okay, so got it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what happens sometimes. I, I, sometimes it just disappears, and then it's always like, bing, it just jumps in. Uh, it just jumps in my head. So, um, um, uh, yeah, like I said, I think sometimes just going back, it seems like some of you folks like it too. Um, you know, just, just talking to some of these guys and, and hearing it from back then, it's cool because it's like now you see where the guy or the girl is now, and it's like, oh, wow, they, yeah, man, they said that a couple of years ago to Taz. Oh, that's pretty crazy. Oh, that's cool. Or they said this or they said that or whatever. You know, it's pretty legit. Anyway, so uh, I'm going to go to break here, and then uh, when we come back from break, uh, we will um, get rock and rolling, and you will go back in time. Finn Balor and yours truly chat it up. Taz Show, be right back. Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking 
wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn, a one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question. I'll inform you about like. You're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. This is the Taz Show. Hope everybody had a great weekend. My name is Taz. And uh, alongside riding shotgun in this crazy ship of mine, it's Captain Tom. Captain, what's up? Good morning. So you got a new lid. I like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got the, you're rocking the gimmick. There we go. We'll get into that shortly. <laughs> right, the phone number here is 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. Man... We're loaded. We are loaded, loaded, loaded today for the next two hours. I need another hour. I think we need a bigger boat, mate. Remember, Jaws? <laughs> we need a bigger boat. Yeah, I think we need more time. Uh, Survivor Series happened, as probably all of you saw or know of. So we're going to break that down all the way through, man. So, uh, uh, you know, definitely going to get into that shortly. Also, a uh, very special guest in this episode of the Taz Show. You guys know I'm not huge into the guest gimmick. You have a plethora of other shows that will give you all the guests you need. I don't normally do that, too much guest stuff. But uh, this I can assure you, uh, the guest on this episode is Finn Balor, the NXT champion from the WWE and NXT, obviously. And I, uh, I, uh, this is a guy who I have been really uh, looking forward to talking to, having a conversation uh, with. I have the utmost respect for this guy, all his success, the plethora of championships he's won world, all over the world, um, you know, all the cool stuff he's done in the business. This is all before he was in the WWE. I mean, the guy who basically one of the founders, the founding fathers of the Bullet Club. I mean, all of this cool stuff. And not only that, the guy is one of the, arguably one of the top, in my opinion, top three wrestlers in the world today. Um, I might be missing a couple guys here and there. Maybe I'm not familiar with. But as far as mainstream guys, he's definitely, in my opinion, top three in the world. I mean, that's how good this guy is. I've have, I have watched him work a bunch and um, before WWE and, and his time with NXT WWE. And man, oh man, uh, he is the man. <laughs> so uh, looking forward to having Finn Balor on. I know there's been a lot of buzz on the internets, uh, being that I have him on as a guest. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know if you ever saw that uh, picture there, Captain Tom. That a while ago, I don't know how it made circulation on the internet. I don't know if Finn tweeted something a while ago. I guess I should ask him, but I don't want it to seem like a self-serving interview. Uh, but... Um, there was a photo of him, like, wearing one of my old, like, when he was younger, uh, with one of my old orange WWE t-shirts with my logo on it, with the tribal logo on it. I think I'm going to try, I'm going to go uh, yeah. look for it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I should have told Video Brian about that, but yeah, it's pretty funny. I, this Finn must have been young. I mean, he, he probably was in his late late teens or something when he took this photo, and um, it is pretty funny. I was I was flattered because I didn't, you know. I didn't even know the guy knew who I was. I mean, you know, like, it's like when you're a wrestler and then you're, you get a little bit older and then the newer generation of guys are out there and, you know, it seems like eons ago that I was in the ring competing and then, like, 
a young, tremendous wrestler, a young athlete, a young superstar, now WWE superstar, NXT star, like, like Finn Balor, to know who I was. I was like, wow, I'm flattered. It's very cool. You know, I didn't, I didn't have the big WWE push like a lot of other cats. So sometimes you wonder if, um, you know, if, uh, how, how they know, how they knew me. He did his homework. I was flattered. So it was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, I, I was definitely, uh, uh, you know, happy about that. Um, so you're familiar with Finn's work, obviously. Yes, uh, from his NXT work. Before that, I've read mostly about it. Yeah, yeah, he's very, uh, very, very talented. Uh, so we're looking forward to Finn for sure. And so a lot of people, a lot of scuttlebutt on, uh, you know, on Survivor Series already. I mean, right after it ended, I mean, look, it's, it's easy to start at the beginning or it's easy to start with the kickoff match. But I got to tell you, I, I think a lot of the scuttlebutt is, is what happened at the end of the show and i tweeted you know swerve i mean it was a good swerve yeah I yeah thought. i mean uh i want to get your opinions first about sure. just the ending angle don't have to get too in depth just give me your opinions about it i thought it from, was like from a fan perspective from you know a fan I mean, Tom, perspective captain i thought it was a, a little anticlimactic just because the build for roman they've been really you know pushing him to the moon yeah i thought i was expecting sheamus to come out but i wasn't expecting him to uh actually win yeah, and you know, that was a lot of what a lot of people were saying, like on social media, was like, um, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, I figured it out. I knew it. Sheamus was going to come out. Yeah, I understand that. But I, I don't think that was like an amazing shocker that Sheamus came out. No. But I will say, to WWE's credit, when they had him come out, they truly waited to the last moments. Yeah. Which was very smart. The confetti hit. Triple H came out. All of that stuff went down, and then the spear on Triple H, which I did not see that coming. Nobody saw that coming, and that was cool. Okay, because that really helps. Uh, you know, Roman Reigns as a babyface losing that title as quick as he did helps Rem- Roman Reigns as a babyface. And most, not most, some of you guys know that already. As I've been saying all last week on the show, okay. The, the guy, Roman Reigns, is not ready to be a heel because his, his babyface amp is not there yet. You know, he's over. The guy's putting asses in the seats. Yeah, and he's certainly getting reactions from the crowd. Oh, no, no, yeah, he's over. He's, yeah. Dude, he's over. Trust me. Yeah. It's just the IWC and the, you know, the hardcore fans don't like the guy. Don't matter. It's John Cena take two. I mean, <laughs> you could not like this guy all you want. The guy can work. The guy's got a great look. And the guy is over. He's drawing a house. So that's what matters. He's making money. And he's making money for the company. Now, I got to say, they they caught me off guard with the spear on Triple H. I thought that was great. Okay? The way... Now, this is where the point of the show, where I give you some insight, right, that none of these other shows today they are going to talk about Survivor Series <laughs> are going to see. But I'm going to give it to you, and then they can hack away. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, Captain, when I say hack away? Yeah. They just hack. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, basically, if you watch the way it was framed, the way the... Okay, let me back up a little bit. Triple H gets speared by rings, okay? Place goes crazy. Never expected that. The way it's framed, they just have the camera tight on rings, and while Triple H is bumped, he's down. And then next thing you know... They don't go wide. They don't go down the camera shot. They don't show Sheamus running down the ramp. All you see is that big-ass boot hit Reigns. The announcers, there's another thing nobody's going to tell you. This is the hardest part, 
job for the announcers. They are instructed, and they know they cannot pick their head up. They have to keep their eyes on the monitor because the monitor, those cameras, the feed on the monitor is what the audience sees. So if they pick their head up and watch the live event and watch him, Seamus, run down the ramp, you know, now your call is contrived or you see it or you're going to say something. You have to watch the monitor. I would not be shocked if Vince McMahon or Triple H or somebody told the announcers, listen, at the end of this thing here, once he becomes champion, once Triple H comes out, just keep your eyes on the monitor. Don't look at nothing else. Because they don't want... They might not have even told them that Sheamus is coming out. I don't know that, but that that's happened to me before there. Where it's not that they keep it a secret from you. They want your call to be organic and real. Yeah, and they want you to stay connected with the Absolutely. TV viewers, right? Absolutely. And it's got to come off as the real call and what you're seeing. The phones are lighting up like crazy, by the way. I got to take some calls in a second. People just want to talk about this. So, you know... um, so look at the way it was shot. You, you, the, the announcers just look at their monitor. They don't go wide because you never see Sheamus until you see the big boot. Then he cashes it in. Once he nails, uh, once Sheamus nails Reigns, now he cashes the gimmick in. The referee's like, ring the bell, ring it. He wanted the bell rung really yeah. quick. Um, Lillian Garcia is making, I think it was Lillian, was making the announcement that he cashed in the gimmick because you have to do that as all light just fell. That was great. Hopefully it got caught on camera. Scared the piss out of me, but I digress. Um, so <laughs> that's never happened to me. All my years doing TV, I never had a light fall. That's great stuff. Thank God there's not a lighting truss off my head. Why is the light falling on my head? Dude, the light fell down. Crying Brian into the studio. You can't see him, but he's playing uh, lighting director right now. So uh, anyway, as I said, uh, you know, uh, the way this was shot was very smart. It really grabbed you because you, it, director and whoever was director, and I, and I believe, I'm sure Kevin Dunn was running the, the main truck as the executive producer. They really captured the moment and kept you in that Roman Reigns, oh my God, he just speared, you know, the authority, uh, Triple H. And Roman Reigns is the new champion. And next thing you know, bam, bam, he gets blasted with a big boot. Who was that? Oh, Seamus. Oh, here we go. Now people are like, oh, and you heard the live audience in Atlanta. They started to really, really pop and really get into this thing here. I mean, so the um, the, the ISO shot on, it's, it's isolated on, okay, on Reigns and Hunter and Triple H, and then the boot was, was key for the TV viewing audience. Now, the audience, the live house, sees Seamus coming down, and you hear that pop, but you're lost in that moment as the viewer at home watching on WWE Network. Because you, you're not seeing that. You just hear people are excited. You don't even think of, I didn't. All the years I've been in this business, you know, three decades. I get lost in the moment. I become a fan. I'm like, oh, he just drilled, you know, Triple H. But a lot of you guys might be thinking, oh, all right, oh, well, someone's coming out. Uh, who's going to come out? Seamus, who's going to? I don't do that. Me personally, I get lost in the moment. Because I want to enjoy the show. I'm there to enjoy the show. But um, I do think... And we'll get into this in a little bit. The physical finish of the match with Reigns and Dean Ambrose, I do think they could have done a little more because it kind of seemed like impromptu out of nowhere. Yeah. Like the finish kind of came like out of nowhere. So uh, I think they, I think there could have been a little more of a buildup, more of a physical story told. Or maybe the guys, because they worked early, maybe they didn't have a, a full match in them. Maybe they were tied on time. It didn't look like they were tied on time. It is the network, so they kind of do what they want, but 
I have no problem with it. I, I, I love the way it ended. And, you know, people are like, well, Sheamus should be the champion. Well, we can get into that, too. I mean, I, I don't think anybody – I'm not throwing a flag on that. I, I'm not – I don't think it's like the end of the world that, uh, you know, about Sheamus uh, being the champion. But uh, I, I thought all in all, the, the finish was exciting, and it, it worked. Uh, let's go to uh, Harry in Connecticut. What's up? Harry. Hey, Chad. How you doing? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I hear you. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's Harry from Connecticut. Yes, sir. I just said that. <laughs> How oh, you doing? Sorry. I'm sorry. Right. I, I can't really hear you because I got a new Bluetooth gimmick. All right. No um, problem, man. How you doing? What's up? Your, um, the way you um you do the fantasy booking. What do you see for the future for Sheamus as a champion? Who's, who can he face next? Well, it's going to be Roman Reigns. Uh, that's what I think, Harry. I think they're going to definitely – I mean, Roman Reigns has got to have some kind of a receipt or something of – I, I got a funny feeling they just do a program straight through. It's it's just laid out on a silver platter. Roman Reigns, I think you'll see that tonight on Raw with Sheamus. Something's going to go on there. My initial thought when Sheamus became champion was that I, I, I almost feel like he's going to be a transitional champion. You thought that for about Roman Reigns? Not Roman Reigns. Or, I'm sorry. Sheamus. My bad. Okay, oh, Sheamus. Yeah, yeah. I made a mistake. Yeah. I thought that, I think that, I guess I should say, that he is going to be a transitional champion because think about the logistics of this whole thing. Seth Rollins blows his knee out. He's the champion. And now they do a tournament. So if you're a babyface, you don't want to win the tournament and become champion. He did that, Reigns. He did. Yeah. But then they took it from him. Very smart. See, people are bashing the booking, but they're not thinking. What WWE's doing is actually very smart because they're trying to make Reigns. And if this don't make Reigns, they're done. Yeah. Because what they're doing is smart. They had him win it, gets him over. He's a former WWE champion. He is now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Roman Reigns is. He yeah. won it, right? He's a, he was a champion. Right? Yes? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it gets taken from him right away. Now he's on the chase. The babyface, Reigns, hacks, pay attention. Now he's on the chase. See how I, I call the hacks out? Yep. See? So... Um, you know, it, to me, it's it's a deal where um, I really, I really think it's smart. It's a good way to build and book Reigns. Is now he chased the heel champion, and if you're gonna put it on him, meaning on Reigns, it's the right way to do it now, because now he didn't win it in a tournament. He didn't keep it in a tournament, I should say. So it's actually smart, in my opinion. Let's go to uh, Chris. What's up, man? Hey, Tats, how are you, old school ECW fan? Uh, love uh, the show. Just wanted to complain uh, about the WWE app. I don't even understand how the gimmick behind this thing uh, is for people to be able to watch the event the day after it happens. Yet on the splash page, for they're showing the uh, results for the main event for the people that didn't get to stay up late last night to watch it. So don't you're saying it. They, spo- the they spoiled it, you're saying? Absolutely, 100%. So what do you mean the app? I, I'm not too familiar with the app. So on the app, you, what, what was your game plan today? You were going to watch the show because you have to get up for work uh, or whatever? I, exactly. I, I, I go to work at 5 o'clock in the morning, so I'm not staying up to watch a, a pay-per-view on a, on a Sunday night. Yeah. I, uh, I, 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 on the way to work, while I'm on the bus on the way in, I'm watching it on my phone. As soon as I open up the WWE app on my phone, lo and behold, 
who's standing there with Seamus holding the title <laughs> up for, uh, on, their, on their end. Thanks. Thanks, that, WWE. Really appreciate it. That sucks. But, dude, let me ask you this, Chris. And I feel bad for you. I do. I mean that because I hate spoilers, too. But let's talk about that, Chris. It's a little bit of a tough spot there, and just like the tough spot I'm in. I'm doing a live show, and I'm in essence spoiled. <laughs> no, I mean, it's tough. You know what I mean, bro? No, it's tough, right? Because you're trying. For you. I got news for you. I don't listen to your show live on Monday mornings or Tuesday mornings usually because I don't want you to spoil because oh. I get up early the night before. I wait till after I've seen Raw cool. and okay. catch on the podcast. I listen to you live on Wednesdays and Thursdays. But, but don't do it on, on Monday gotcha. and Tuesdays because of pay-per-views and, uh, and I gotcha. Okay, I understand. That makes sense, but that's a good question by me, right? I'm just wondering. Right. No, no, it makes, makes total sense. I, I just don't get, like, you know, the day after. I get if they did the day after Raw, you know, if yeah. they did it on a, on a Tuesday morning or after Raw starts, something like that. But, but for, you know, what, what about kids that don't get to stay up late? I know, but to, you to know what it is? But, it, just, but, it just seems silly to me. Don't get no. me wrong. I, I still watch the thing, still love the event. That's but cool. But it, it was a bummer to know what happened before it happened. That does suck, Chris, and you got to understand something too and thank you for the call brother you gotta understand something though man like it's it's a deal where they have to report news they have a worldwide website it's not just about the people in the united states either you know they have a worldwide massive gigantic driving website and they need to report their own news so i get your frustrations chris i get his frustrations i do i totally understand it but they have to they, they just have to they they it's breaking news and it's a must. Yeah, I mean, I remember a, a month ago for Hell in a Cell, I missed it live. I had to go to a wedding. I knew I was going to see all the results in my social media feeds. Yeah, yeah, done. yeah. Right. Well, you're right. Happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know, I know. It's it's a little it's a little frustrating. Uh, you know, I I understand. He sounded a little pissed. I don't blame him. No. Let's go to uh, Joe. What's up, Joe? Joe. Hey, Joe. Joe, you there? Joe, going once. Hey, Taz. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, buddy. What's up? How are you? Thanks for taking my call, man. First time, long time. Oh, God, he said it! <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> What's up, man? I, listen, I saw this uh, report online this morning that um, the WWE has banned their talent from uh, speaking on certain internet radio segments or whatnot. Well, hopefully Finn Balor's on. <laughs> He's supposed to be on. No, no. Uh, where'd, you, where'd you read that? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a big mark for the IWC or anything, but... Right. Uh, you know, I just saw okay. it on my newsfeed on uh, on Facebook from one of the things that I kind of follow. <sighs> well, but I guess it was uh, their reaction to uh, some comments that uh, a legend had said on his uh, podcast. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, it could be. I mean, uh, you know, I, but, you know, I mean, WWE, I got to say, was so uh, nice enough, and I appreciate the call, brother, was so nice enough to, uh, you know, have Finn, uh, have, have me have Finn on the show today. So, um, I... I I don't know. Maybe that's the case. I'm not really sure. Uh, I don't know. That's news to me. I mean, maybe um, maybe more will come out of this. But I um, I guarantee you, Finn Balor will be on the show in a little while. <laughs> so, and he, you can't get more WWE than him right now. So, he's the NXT champion. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's interesting. I guess he's referring to. I guess what what happened with Flair. I'm assuming. I, I guess that's what he possibly. said. A legend. Possibly. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I don't really know. It's not... Um, look, there's so much. There's different platforms. There's so many different people doing different things. I mean, you know, I, I can see WWE's point. Whatever. You know what? That's why if you're going to do a show and you need guests, then you sh maybe you shouldn't be doing a show. If you need a show, if you need guests to drive your show, then maybe you shouldn't be doing shows. But I digress because I don't want to be angry and negative. I want to be nice. I live for anger and frustration. Get your ass straight. 
Twitter off. I just went off for no reason. Did you <laughs> notice that? I, I just got pissed. I, nothing. God, I need help. All right. Anyway, uh, let's go to our uh, Francis. What's up? Where are you? And I? Where are you? In Ireland, Francis. Yeah, indeed. You must be happy that uh, one of your countrymen is the new WWE champion. Oh, fellas, what a day it is to be Irish. You have the NXT champion, <laughs> Finn Balor, on the show. You have a brand new WWE <laughs> World Heavyweight Champion, Seamus. Man, it's pandemonium out there, Taz. They're dancing in the streets. There's politicians <laughs> kissing babies. It's beautiful. <laughs> Francis, it's like St. Patty's Day. <laughs> it's like St. Patrick's Day in November. You said it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, yeah. it's pretty funny that an Irishman owns a WWE, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I do have a question regarding last night's show, but you kind of touched on it already. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask about Sheamus's title run and if you thought it might be a transitional run, which you already kind of touched on. So I kind of, I do agree with that. I think he might actually lose it at TLC um, mm. since he doesn't have to get pinned to actually lose the belt. Correct. And I, and I, and I appreciate that, Francis, all the way from Ireland. And uh, yeah, I, I got a funny thing. And I hate it. You know, I hate to say as a former wrestler, the words transitional champion. I don't mean it in disrespect towards anyone. It's just uh, in a succinct form of talking about it. That's the best way to, to word it. Um, it doesn't matter. You know, once you become champion, you're champion. You're galvanized as a champion. And including, let's say with Roman Reigns, let's say he never gets an opportunity again. Let's say he never becomes WWE champion again. You know, he can say that he was the WWE champion. Yep. Because it happened, you know. So um, that that I, I personally, like I'm saying, the more I'm thinking about it and as I'm talking about it here, doing this show live right now, I'm thinking, you know what? It's very, very smart booking, what they did. Because... They, they got him over. They, they had him win the gimmick. They did the, the obvious thing that everybody thought they were going to do. Okay, sure. There was a spot once um, once Sheamus cashed in the gimmick. Okay, because once, I got to tell you, I don't care what anybody says. For me, personally, just my opinion, and we know how much people just jump on my opinion and go just rip it apart. But um, for my opinion, I really... Um, I really, like I said, I got hung up at the moment. When he speared, when, when Reigns speared Triple H, I was not thinking about Sheamus. And the way they shot it was awesome, okay? I'm telling you that. That ISO on him was awesome uh, on uh, on Roman Reigns checking out that he just bumped, you know, the authority. Yep. I thought that was done great. Now, once the ding, ding, ding happened, and now they cashed, you know, it's cashed in, there was a tremendous false finish in there. Mm-hmm. Where people are like, well, why would they, uh, you know, I, look, that, that, those little, I always talk about nuances and the little things and how important those things are, man. Let me tell you something. Okay. That, that was smart. The false finish was smart. Yeah. Because people say, well, why'd they do that? Why'd they have him kick out? Is that just to make him? No, it's not, it's not to make him. It's to make the segment and the ending exciting. Yeah. That's the key to make it exciting. And that's what a false finish done right. And both Sheamus and Reigns, whoever booked it, did it right. That was perfect. Perfect. And then it did another big boot. Reigns loses. I, I For a minute, close to the false finish. Me like this. For those watching the video, I was like this. Like, that means I was hooked. <laughs> Once that false finish, I grabbed my... For those that are just listening, I put my pinky in the area of your mouth where like if I was a fish and I got caught in the ocean the hook would, would grab me <laughs> like that 
fish right across the face. You being a pirate, you're well aware how to catch oh, fish. Oh, yeah. You got like buoys you shoot like harpoons. Oh, yeah. The harpoons, mighty! And if I'm really angry, I use cannons. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fact! Yeah! <laughs> the cannons. <laughs> we got to get a cannon in here for you. <laughs> we got to put like a cannon like... Either you shoot me with a cannon or I shoot you with a cannon. <laughs> there needs to be a cannon involved. The big old fashioned cannonball. <laughs> Crying Brian's asking of does Nerf make cannons? Yes. Well, well if they do, we need one. I would. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Nerf. Anything Nerf. I think my mic screen is a Nerf. It's so big. But I digress. Uh, so, um, yeah, man, the phones are lighting up like crazy. Again, the phone number is eight six six four seven five two nine four eight. Got Finn Balor coming up, NXT champion in a little while. Talking a little bit. We're kind of going in reverse. A little bit going in reverse. Talking about what happened in the main event that WWE crowned the new champion. If you're just jumping on live right now, just catching you guys up to speed. So, yeah, I, um, hmm, I don't know, man. I think that um, I think they did it right. I do, and I think Sheamus is the right guy. He cashed that thing on, that that, that thing in enough. He's been carried around that that gimmick box forever. So, you know, I think it was okay. I mean, uh, let's go to uh, Nelson. What's up, man? Hey, Taz. What's going on, man? How First you doing, buddy? We're going to talk about Long time. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Hello? Mm, 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 mm. Hello, I'm <laughs> drinking. Sorry, I'm drinking water. I'm choking as I'm talking to you. <laughs> What's up, buddy? What's up, man? First, firstly, let me just say this is a huge honor talking to you. I, I grew up watching you, man. I, I put as many of my friends in Tez missions as possible. Oh, screaming up <laughs> uh, It was awesome. Actually, you, you and uh, Captain Tommy Jones liked my comment last night that when I said Bray should have brought uh, Captain Tommy out uh, as a swerve <laughs> to uh, take on the Brothers of Destruction. That would have been good, actually. That would Now, that would have been a swerve. Yeah, I agree. Right? <laughs> The crowd would have popped big time. Yeah, maybe <laughs> for those that knew him. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, but I wanted to do a little uh, fantasy booking situation. See what you thought of it. Go for it. Um, so like, yeah, Reigns has to get his revenge on Sheamus. I know that. But uh, since TLC is next month, what about Brock Lesnar coming uh, back and he just wants a title? Because like, who wouldn't want to see Sheamus and Brock slug it out and yeah. then Brock getting the title and then maybe Roman? And Brock getting into another thing leading up to WrestleMania. You just gave me an idea. I'm not even listening to your question because you did the Brock Lesnar. So it's almost like the Braun Strowman. So now I got to call Brock Lesnar. Oh. Repeat your statement again. You got me stuck. On, I'm, like a, I'm like, a, like a little kid that sees bright lights. Like, oh. Yeah, no worries. No worries. I was just saying, yeah. um, what if, uh, I don't know how Brock is going to come back. Obviously, Heyman can say something on the mic. He's a genius. So whatever. Yeah. He says we'll follow, but of course. Uh, Brock coming to take on Sheamus at TLC takes the belt away from Sheamus, and then I don't know how Reigns gets his revenge on Sheamus, but I think everyone would much rather see uh, a Reigns and Brock uh, lead up to WrestleMania rather than Sheamus hold the belt. And and like you said, I agree he's going to be a transitional champion. Yeah, so. I don't. You know what, dude? I I think that and I appreciate you, bro. Thank you, man. I do think that um. I I got a funny feeling they're gonna stick with this whole you know, Reigns and and Sheamus for a little while, uh, and instead of Brock Lesnar because just my view I you know um, it's not a bad idea on your part but I I just think that think about what happened here you know Sheamus took the if you get caught up in the character of the booking Sheamus. What he did was, if, if you're Roman Reigns, if I'm Roman Reigns, my promo tonight is, you SOB. Not only did you 
you know, come out and basically take my WWE title because you cashed in the gimmick, but you waited for me to finish a match, and not one match, but two matches. Because Reigns wrestled twice because it was a tournament. Okay? So now, you know, and Reigns will do this promo, and they'll tell him not to do it like he's a crybaby because then he's a heel. But the announcers actually should do that heavy lifting for him, and they, and they will. They, Michael Cole knows how to tell that story because that's the story. That's the story, you know. This guy came out, and, and that's the whole gimmick as you see with Money in the Bank for years. You, know, you, you wait for the opportunity to cash it in when the guy's fatigued. But in this situation, the guy is fatigued not after one match, but two. You see what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Yes. So, dude, every time I come to you, is, are you just going to go, yes, no? you got to have more maybe. Maybe. I'll be for maybe in there. Maybe. I like that. Yes. No. Maybe. No. Yes. No. Maybe. <laughs> no. There's a cadence. So, uh, yeah. Okay, good. I like the maybe comeback. That was actually pretty good. Yes, <laughs> no, maybe. Who's up first? I don't know. Roman Reigns? No, Sheamus. <laughs> Got it. I know who's on one, and that's John in Vegas. What's up? John, hello. You missed your cue. John, hello? John, John, what's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, John. You're on live with Taz. What's up? Oh, man. Hey, Taz. How you doing? First time, long time. Oh! Pal. God, I hate that. Okay. Got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> you got me. Oh, no. what? You have to. You, bro, you punch me. You shoot me right in the yambag. Had to. Had to. What's up, buddy? What do you want to talk about? Um, I'm looking at Rain, Roman Reigns laying down with Seamus' foot on his chest, hmm. and Roman looks like he's not selling. I don't know if he didn't know that this cashing was going to happen. Maybe that's why they did the whole bro kick twice. Um, um, just wondering about that. Uh, well, I got to tell you, John, and thank you for the call, Lori, from uh, Hot Vegas. I disagree. Uh, they're not going to just have a guy come out and shoot on a guy and, <laughs> and be, stuff like that. That'd be wild. Yeah, I mean, no, you're not doing yeah. that. You're not doing that. The announcers not knowing, that I could see, that yeah. they didn't and tell maybe, the announcers. Do they sometimes keep the ref in the dark? Sometimes they do, uh, but the ref, especially towards the end of the show, he's a big part of cues. So, no, nah, I think the only one they would really keep in the dark in this is the talent backstage. They wouldn't write on the board, and they probably... Um, like I said, the announcers. I don't think they're going to tell the announcers. But they're not going to have a guy come out and kill. You're saying he didn't sell. I mean, he got knocked out. Oh, he's saying the first kick he didn't sell. That's what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's you know, what you're saying. I, I think even, uh, you know, a guy like Roman Reigns is working long enough at a high, high the highest level. He knows enough. Let's say let's say the caller was right, and, and they, they did shoot on him, and he came out and then kicked him. No, he fed him. What am, I'm not even going to get to this topic. That's crazy. No, he, no he, he knew it was coming. I mean, come on. What? <laughs> Really? I, 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 what, what am I, crazy? What am I doing? I gotta wake up. The hell's wrong with me? Al, what's up in Jersey? What are you doing? Hey, Al. What's going on, Taz? How are you, my man? What's up, buddy? What do you want to talk about? Um, I, I know you haven't done your breakdown yet, but I felt like the last three matches ended sort of abruptly, especially with the storylines that they were building leading up into that pay-per-view. Do you think that came from the truck because they were worried about getting this finish in? Or you think they were organic because they just all ended really anticlimactic. I, I don't, I don't, and that's a good observation by you, Al. And um, and I, I agree. I do think, and I, will, I am going to get into that in the breakdown because several of them did end abruptly. And and yeah, I think it's a time thing. Um, not it doesn't, you know, doesn't necessarily just come from the truck. It's the buck stops at Vince. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, um, yeah, if they're tight on time or whoever's timing out the show. 
uh, they're going to say, look, we're tight here. And, and they tell the talent before they get out there, you know, because time is important. Um, I, I do think a couple of matches, and I will get into that in the breakdown in a little while. That's a couple of things did end abruptly. And uh, so I want to talk to you real quick about my friends over at uh, TuneIn, man. TuneIn Radio is the one app you need for all things audio. Now with TuneIn Premium, you can listen to every single live NFL game for only $7.99 a month and get unlimited access to 40,000 audio books and commercial-free music, all for one low price. TuneIn Premium. All the audio you want for $7.99 a month. That's great stuff. TuneIn's legit for sure. All right, listen. You can listen to this show on TuneIn, by the way, too. We're going to take a break. Come back for break. Let's see how the time, how we're looking. We're going to continue. We'll start actually giving an official breakdown of uh, of Survivor Series. As I said, a little while, we got Finn Balor, NXT champion, coming up in a little while. We'll be right back right here on the Taz Show. Sit tight, kids. Don't go anywhere. Back to back of the Taz Show. Rocking and roll with a loaded, loaded show. Breaking down, breaking down Survivor Series. A lot of buzz, a lot of scuttlebutt, a lot of people calling about it. A lot of people buzzing on the old social media about it. Phone number here is 866-475-2948. 866-I-PLAY-IT. Coming up at the top of the hour, none other than the man himself. Speaking of WWE, the NXT champion, the NXT champion, Finn Balor, will be on this show live. Looking forward to talking to him. So, yeah, man, they're lighting him up. So, uh, it's, uh, you know what? I think some people are a little hard on finishes, a little hard on... The booking, and it's just, it's typical. It's like, you know, there's so much programming. I, I, I always try to come to to defense <clears throat> of the creative teams because I've seen, I've seen how much work, not just in the WWE, all the companies, but, you know, WWE and TNA, and most of my time, and years ago at ECW with Heyman, people think, like, for example, like Heyman was just this genius that was just like, all right, let's do this. All right, we'll just do that. I mean, and, and the stuff, it takes a long time to come up with stuff. And it's risky, and not everything that Paul did or that we did in ECW, and I'm not knocking Paul, I love Paul, not everything worked. Were there a lot of last-minute changes and stuff like that, too? Oh, God, or? everything was yeah. last-minute changes. <laughs> and it's the same way in WWE. Last-minute changes are, you know, because, uh, you know, you're, you don't know what's going to work sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you do, and then sometimes you're just confident, and you're going to own the angle no matter what, and you're going to, if the people don't accept it, we're going to push it a little bit, and if they still give pushback, then we'll pull away from it. You know, they're trying stuff. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I don't have a big problem with the whole Sheamus thing. I don't at all. I don't. Um, you know, and it wasn't like a super shocker, but it was, I, I think it was, uh, I think it was, it was, it was, it was pretty good. It's pretty good. It wasn't that bad. Let's go to uh, line one here. We got John. What's up? Hello. Who's this? Hello. Yeah. Is this John? Hello. Hello. Uh, yeah. What's your name, dude? Damn, I can't hear you at all. All right, bro. Well, I can hear you, so uh, that's going to really end our conversation. I'm going to ask my question. I can't hear you, but I'm going to say, I don't know what's the deal with pay-per-views, man. They keep ending like crazy early this whole year, like pay-per-view. And like we get Raw, which is free, ending 15 minutes after 11, and pay-per-views end 
you know, uh, 1030, 1045. It's just like, I don't, I don't understand what's the point of that one. Maybe you can talk about that. All right. I can't you, hear you at all, so I'll try to listen later. All right, no problem. Uh, 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 all right, well, he can't hear me, but thank you. Anyway, I don't even know who it was. The guy just I like think a f- it said Michael from New York is what I'm seeing oh, written over here. really? I'm looking at, oh, 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 yeah, it was. <clears throat> My bad. Yeah, uh, you know what? I mean, I, I guess it did end a little early. I don't know how it works. You know, it is their network, but they're also still selling on pay-per-view. Yep. So there's different, you know, you have to be off the air at certain times. Yeah, they definitely have time constraints on those. They do. I've yep. witnessed it. So it's like you can't just go by the network, you, you know, and he's saying, well, Raw ends. Yeah, that's true because they have an agreement with the network that the, the show's going to end every Monday later. I mean, that's, that's in writing. It's not just like, hey, uh, USA, <laughs> hey, uh, how you doing? It's Vince McMahon. Oh, Vince, how are you? Good, uh, Mr. USA. Um, look at, you know, we got the show tonight, Raw. We're going to, uh, you know what we're going to do? We're going to, we want to know if it's okay. Is it cool if we go off the air at like 11.09? Oh, Vince. God, yeah. You could do that. No problem. Do you guys really think that's how it happens? They call me the Shockmaster. <laughs> no, that's not how it happens. It's not that simple. It's not a text. From like Kevin Dunn <laughs> to the USA board op, you know it's not that's not how this is done, you know. So it, that's not that simple. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, um, I gotta start going over this pay per view here. I, I I'm over here blabbering as usual and just running my mouth. All right, the kickoff deal, the kickoff match was uh, Miz Stardust, the Ascension versus Neville Dudley's uh, Titus O'Neil and Goldust. So traditional five on five, five v five. Yep. You know, and uh, I thought it was very good by all guys. I really did. I mean, Victor from the Ascension uh, was eliminated re- really quick. So um, I don't really know why, but he was out of there quick uh, by Goldust. Goldust got a great pop. He returned. Yeah, it's great to see him back. It's cool, right? Yeah. yeah, I thought so. I thought it was good. Uh, you know, it was. I liked the match. They gave the match a good amount of time. I mean, uh, the Dudleys won the match for their team with 3D um, on, I think it was Stardust. He came yeah, in I ring. think he was the last one. His left. brother chased him. Goldust chased him around, and Stardust ran in the yes. ring into, into yeah. 3D. Boom! One, two, three. Devon covered Stardust to get the victory for the team. I I, uh, I liked it. I mean, uh, you know, uh, traditional five on five. For, for a little while, I thought they were going to have the uh, the face team just go straight through all of them. Yeah, it looked like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It looked like Neville, Dudley's, Titus O'Neil, uh, and Goldust were definitely yeah, going to yeah. buzz through the heels. Yeah. No, I know, but I thought they did a good job. But yeah, I, I liked the match. I thought it was a good kickoff. I mean, you know, not too long ago with Survivor Series, it was all about the five-on-five. Five. Yep. And we saw a five-on-five five later yeah, right? good in the one. show. Yeah, yep. yeah, good one. So, you know, I mean, uh, some people might think that's kind of a lost creative art with them with the 5v5, you know? yeah. But you know what? Things change. They're trying to get other guys over. It's a different era, a different time now than years ago. So you can't just, you know, uh, you can't just do a bunch of five-on-five five matches. You know, just, nope. it just can't happen. You know what I mean? So, uh, uh, but I I, um, I liked the match for sure. I definitely thought it, uh, thought it was cool. Then they rolled right into the actual, uh, into the Survivor Series show. And I started off with both semifinal matches back-to-back, which you have to do. And I think it was good. Yeah. You got to give the winners a little rest. A little rest, yeah. yeah. They got to get ready to get dressed. They got to change or whatever they got to do. They got to, you know, just re- revive themselves a little bit. You know, you deplete a lot of energy, calories, and you're burning just so much, uh, in just your body. It's kind of hard to explain when you're done wrestling a match, especially. Just imagine for those that never done it, your adrenaline is flying. 
So you're opening up. Let's you know, like like in this, the deal was was ADR Del Rio versus Reigns to kick the show off. You know, you got close to fifteen thousand people in Atlanta going crazy. The world's watching uh, through the cameras. You know, it's a lot of pressure on you, and and uh, you know, it was a physical match. The first match, I love the match. Yeah, I'd call it close to main event quality. I oh. feel like they held back a little, just a little, just because. I guess I had more stuff to do later to, in, in the evening, but I could easily see those two main I, event. I agree. I totally agree with you. And and a good observation by you. Um, the audience was great here. Yeah. They lost it a little bit later on, the audience. But yeah. in this match, they were hot. They came out. Yeah. Hot. And I talked about it last week, how important and not important, how cool it is to, like, kick shows off like this. Yes, you yes, I, I remember. Mean, it's important, you know, to get the, you get the audience behind you. That's another thing. Uh, where it's smart booking with Roman Reigns. They're, they're setting the table for this guy. Have him come out first. That's to maximize pop is the is the first pop because people are ready, you know? Yeah. So they, they're really doing a good job of trying to build Roman Reigns. I'm telling you, and I think last night was the very beginning of this thing really working with him. And like I said earlier, he is drawing people. He's a draw. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he is, you know, definitely. I, about Roman Reigns in this match, I thought he looked excellent. I thought ADR looked great. Um I do think, just from a just my opinion on like a wardrobe gimmick, like the gimmick he wears, meaning meaning Reigns, I think it's time that he kind of loses all that black stuff he's wearing and you know the flak jacket or whatever that SWAT. You know, it, it, I understand it's from the Shield. I yeah, got it. He's the only ex Shield member that hasn't really changed. And this guy's look. got he's got the, a great physique. This guy's got some body on him. He's put yeah. together. He's a big, huge, jacked up guy. Show your body. I mean, you know, be proud of that. I know he's proud of me like that. Be proud of it, but. <laughs> You know, I just think he should lose some of that. Like, you know, the guy's a huge kid, man. He's put together. Uh, and it might, he might need that makeover. You know, definitely. He might need that. I mean, he, I'm sure he's comfortable wearing what he wears. Uh, and they market him that way and promote. And, and that's about money and merchandising and stuff. I got it. But it's okay to have a little, do a little makeover. I mean, um, you know, I, I, it's just something that, that jumps out to me as a guy who used to go out and ring and wrestle, you know, half naked in front of people. So I, you know, I look at what guys wear because you know it's important what the gimmick is, what you're wearing. You know what I mean? That that stuff is there's your comfortability there and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, I felt like throughout this too, uh, ADR Del Rio, uh, Abro Del Rio, he really came off as for a portion of that audience as the babyface. He seemed like yeah, it seemed. You agree? He had like uh, it, it wasn't. They weren't as harsh with Roman as I've seen him on other nights. Yeah. Well, yep. Uh, who, um, oh, I was next one. Hold on. Uh, yeah, I think that, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, yeah I, I think ADR just had a better, more of a following. That people were behind yeah, him yeah, more. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Atlanta's a wrestling crowd. I mean, it's just he's got that history, you know, so they were behind him a little bit, but don't matter. They, they, both these guys did a couple of really strong false finishes, um, uh, you know, and I, and I thought that was really cool uh, and really well done by the talent. Um, they uh, uh, ADR missed off the top, and then boom, spear by Roman Reigns, uh, and this finish kind of came out of nowhere too. If you yeah. go back in time of the match, it did. So it kind of came out out of nowhere, you know. Yeah, I, I thought. Yeah. So, um, you know, but I, I thought it was cool. Then they did a backstage bit where, and I like this, where you know, uh, Dean Ambrose basically saying stuff backstage, and then Owens coming up to Roman Reigns. I mean, Roman Reigns in an interview, and they're coming up to him and getting his face. You know, type thing individually. I thought it was good. It was a good touch, good feel for it. Uh, it was done right. Um, then we went to the second semifinal matchup, which was Kevin Owens versus Dean Ambrose. So, again, Roman Reigns advanced there, and now you have Kevin Owens versus Dean Ambrose. Uh, again, another very strong matchup. 
Uh, how about the attempt of a moonsault? He missed it by Kevin Owens off the oh, top. Oh, yeah, that was that was pretty impressive. This guy is so good, man, Kevin Owens. Very I mean, agile, very so underrated agile. for a big guy who can move. Derek I, in Boston, what's up? What's going on, Taz? How you doing, buddy? Hey, so uh, you, you're not going to rail on me tonight because the Bills are playing the, the Patriots, right? No, no, no. We'll wait till tomorrow see what happens. <laughs> <on that. laughs> Thanks, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I just wanted to, uh, just a quick comment. I know we were talking, you, you touched on it a little bit, but, uh, you know, it, it seemed to me in almost every match, the finish seemed kind of rushed. It, it, I'm not arguing with any of the finishes. They just seemed to come out of nowhere. But, uh, yeah. the, the thing that, that really, uh, that I took from last night for me was, you know, Kevin Owens, the way he cut that promo on Reigns, the way he got heat in his match against Ambrose. They need to they need to give him a big program leading into the WrestleMania season. My question to you is what you think that might be. Well, I first off, I do agree with you. I've been singing Kevin Owens' praises, and thank you, Derek. Appreciate it. And don't call tomorrow about the Patriots because I am worried <laughs> about my bills tonight. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, you know what? I, I've been singing the praises of Kevin Owens, and I really believe. Look, he's Intercontinental Champion, um, and and he definitely he's sitting on ready. You know, guys like him, guys like ADR as U.S. champ. Now Cesaro, apparently there's, there's reports that he's got an injury. Yeah, I think it was a torn rotator cuff or something like oh, that. Oh, boy. It's, it's, it's going to be one of those long-term things from what I've read. Yeah, I've had uh, my share of shoulder injuries and operations, and I hope it's not. Ugh, that sucks because that's that takes a while to come back from. Yep, and I remember reading from, uh, I forget the site earlier this morning, they're worried also that once he goes to get it repaired, they might find other things oh, they will. in there. And that's, that's what all the guys, yeah. anybody, anybody who's lifted weight, and this guy's a big-time weight Cesaro trainer. Cesaro's been around for a while, too. Yeah, no, he has. Yeah. Not just bumping, I'm talking about lifting. Yeah. You know, the more you, I, I went through it myself. I went through it. When they go in there and they see all the stuff, tears, <clears throat> could be some band issues. But the worst, I don't want to say the worst, but probably one of the worst things you could do to your shoulder is tear a rotator cuff. So uh, he'll bounce back from it. He will. I mean, I know he's not a kid, but he'll bounce back. I mean, but it does suck. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's the, the shoulder, man. I, I think it's easier to come back from the knee than the shoulder. I mean, it takes time. You'll come back. It took me a long time. And I didn't tear my rotator cuff. I tore my parts from my AC joint, which is a different part that kind of... Um, I believe it's inside your... I'm not a doctor. I just play one on the radio. <laughs> um, I think it covers that something like your AC joint. I think is inside the rotator cuff is, the, is over the AC joint. Welcome to MDTV with your host, Dr. Taz. Uh, yes, uh, mundane Dr. Taz. Oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah, yeah. maybe mundane Taz needs to pop out oh. as a doctor. Let's see. Let me think. What would mundane Taz say uh, um, about uh, being a doctor? Well, I will uh, have to segue into Monday and Taz because, you know, I um, you know, I went to medical school uh, to seven different universities and I've had master's degrees and all sorts all sorts of uh, all sorts of um, medical ends of medication and I've been a doctor and a surgeon and I've uh, take a scalpel and I cut like avocados and it's so much fun and I make a salad and I have like um, maybe I cut like a ginger apple with it or something or some kind of a kumquat you know but that's what mundane Taz does you know he enjoys himself as a doctor Dr. Mundane Taz and uh, yes come to my office and I will check out your rotator cuff and see if it needs some wasabi juice on it or maybe some banana juice but I digress. Okay, yeah. So that was Mundane Taz as a doctor. Just kind of flowed into that. That's what happens. That's what happens. Go crazy sometimes. But let's get back to what we were talking about. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. 
as far as Survivor Series. So, yeah, man, uh, I, I agree with the call of Derek from Boston about Kevin Owens. He definitely can go into any program they want to do. I, 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 what program do I think he should go into? Look, man, I, you know, I, I, I have no problem with this guy turning babyface, dropping the IC title. And if let's say for argument's sake, uh, Sheamus is not a transitional champion, and they keep the title on Sheamus. Kevin Owens is a guy, Sheamus is a big, huge dude. So Kevin Owens is a guy that could be a babyface and be in a program with a guy like Sheamus and have really good matches with them and challenge for the World Heavyweight title. I totally agree. I'd, yeah. I'd love to see that. That'd be cool. That's just me booking off the top of my head. I mean, because yeah. when you got a guy like Owens, you can do anything you want with him. Babyface, heel, it don't matter. It's so easy. It's a layup with him. Uh, it, it really is very easy to do anything with a guy that can work the way he can work, talk the way he talks, and the IWC loves him. The 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 um the casual wrestling fan hates him, which is good. <laughs> was know? it a few weeks ago he uh, hit that pop up power bomb on Mark Henry? Oh God, that, yeah, he did. That was he did. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mark needs some credit on that one too. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, no, he did. Uh, because if Mark didn't want to go up, uh, yeah. Kevin wants to get him up. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. I I think that um I think Kevin Owens is sitting on ready to do whatever. But it didn't happen from yesterday. He was defeated by Ambrose. Dirty Deeds. Uh, Ambrose wins the match. It was funny to back up. Uh, this is, will catch on, I think. Chinlock City. Very smart oh, by yeah, yeah, Kevin yeah. Owens. He's a little <laughs> quick, this guy. He uh, he hooked the Chinlock on Ambrose during the match, and he yelled out, um, Chinlock City. That was cute. I thought it was funny. <laughs> that, that might start trending eventually. I like it. We got Suplex City. We got Chinlock City. Right here on the Taz Show, we got Job Boy City or Jabba City. Job boy, job, job city, gimmick schnabit city. We got all sorts of cities. It's all about that. Job you gotta, boy city. You gotta you be cosmopolitan. What's that? You gotta be cosmopolitan. What does that mean? It means visiting many cities, right? Or wow. something along those lines? Schnick, schnick, schnabits. <laughs> I guess so, brother. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess. I, I, I cosmopolitan, I thought it was a magazine. I don't have is. a show here on plate. I think they have a show actually with us. I don't even know. I don't know what that is. I'm hitting buttons. That's not good. Yeah, uh, Brian confirmed they do. They have a show here. They do? Yeah. Okay, I just hit a button. I don't know what happened over here. There's something wrong. Oh, yeah. Ah-la-da. Brian, help! <laughs> Lower that! That's my fault. I don't know what happened. Brian! Brian, Brian, where are you? Help me the phone! Get in here! What the hell happened with the gimmick? People listening are like, what is he doing to the phone? Thank you. Don't give me control of nothing. Don't you know that? Brian, Brian, jumping in. He's always... He's like the emergency team. Hold on! Bring it! Try it, Brian! Here comes Brian. Why are you screaming, Taz? Stop screaming. Why are you screaming? Why? God... Yeah, but crying Brian, I don't know how much longer he's going to be around the Taz show. That's the rumor. Yep. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Why, why are they taking Brian from us? We need him. Uh, your silence speaks volumes, Captain we do. Tom. Come on, Captain. I'm wondering, who do we have to talk to? <sighs> I don't know. Definitely not you, but uh, we got to figure that out. So anyway, uh, Kevin Owens uh, had a great match here with Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose wins, so he advances in uh, in the the deal. So now you're coming, you're gonna have your finals later on tonight, which is obviously, you know, Roman Reigns versus Dean Ambrose for the uh, WWE Championship. You know, I, 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 did you like the match? The uh, Ambrose Owens, yeah. I mean, uh, like I said before, since these guys were planning on having more than one match, it felt like they were both holding back just a little bit, yeah, reasonably. I agree. That spot towards the end of the match where Owens threw Ambrose on the announce table, that looked pretty rough to me. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. I had to think for a bit. Yes, oh, that looked pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Later on, we saw Kane get thrown at the announcers. Oh, yeah, yeah, Wiped yeah. Wiped him out. They had no idea Oof. that was coming. And that sucks. Yeah. Your papers get thrown all over. Your headset goes flying. Oh, it's the worst. And they won't tell you because they want you to get yeah. a real reaction. But, uh, yeah, that was crazy. We'll get into that later on. Uh, so, uh, boom. So, the two semifinal matches ended. And then I thought this was very clever and very smart booking by the WWE. Something that no one else will kind of probably point out. But, you know, uh, they waited for these two matches to end. Before they gave us a package or any detail, any more information on The Undertaker, on his 25-year deal, on the, on the package they did on him, the video package. Which, you know, that's smart. They, they, they as booking the show, they got us invested in, in the WWE title run uh, page uh, gimmick with the semifinal matches and all that. They didn't, they didn't confuse us with any Undertaker stuff. And it's 25 years of Taker and all this great stuff about Taker. They didn't do that until the second semifinal, if you noticed that, as I yeah, pointed I out. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. So um, I thought that was very smart. And then it went to a traditional, another traditional 5v5, but this was in the actual pay-per-view. Yep. Which was Ryback, Lucha Dragons, Usos. Versus New Day, Barrett, and Sheamus. Now, in this match, I noticed something, okay? Especially towards the end. It was Sheamus versus three guys, and he was getting his arse whooped, in his words. He was getting his <laughs> ass kicked. And he, I'm like, wow. Either this guy's got heat with someone, or he's cashing that gimmick in later on. <laughs> and, dude, I had a tweet drafted about that. That this this jumped out to me during this five v five match. I didn't send it. Uh, no, I didn't want to send okay. it. And this is why it's about the hacks because uh, I don't. I, yeah, because then it's like it, it's a competitive world. I mean, these people are annoying. It's like listen, I'm getting people treatment. Yeah, no, nah, this guy's taking. You know, so I'm, I, I look. I'm here to do an entertaining show for the audience, for fans, and give insight. You know, because I'm going to give you insight that you know a wrestler can give you, an announcer can give you, a trainer can give you, all that stuff. You know. Not everybody has all those little facets taken care of. I do. So to me, that jumped out. Like, as an announcer, I saw the way they were selling this thing that Shane was getting beat up. I, I'm like, wow, they're doing something later for sure. So some of the theories of Sheamus cashing the gimmick, I think, is definitely going to go down here. But then, I again, it got lost in the show and all that stuff. But backing up, this traditional 5v5 match, I thought was very good. Awesome four-way dive, by the way. I don't know yeah, if you saw that. Yeah, yeah. Us, Usos and Lucha. I had to. I retweeted that. And then Ryback. Yeah. I'm Ryback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big boy coming off the top. JBL had a funny line about him. I can't remember what it was, but he jumped off the top. It was actually pretty funny. Sid Caro was on fire in this thing. I mean, totally. And then Big E with this running tackle on Sin Caro to oh, the yeah. outside. Oh, sick bump. So this match was very, very good. I mean, they, they really tore it up. You know, and they did the tradition the tradition of Survivor Series Thanksgiving 5v5. They did it right. All five of these cats did a great job. Um, you know, so Sheamus, I believe he lost this thing, right? Yeah, the to Ryback. Uh, Ryback of uh, New Day Calist- left. Big E yes. got the New Day left after Big E got beat. They were pissed. Yeah. So then basically Ryback kind of was on his own. Well, right, no, Ryback was there with. No, uh, I'm sorry, Ryback. Sheamus. 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 Yeah, because yeah, Barrett got eliminated. Correct, yep. correct, correct. So, uh, so then I was like, when he lost, I'm like, eh, I don't know. But then I moved on. I, you know, you start thinking like that, and, and that's kind of what happened. I started to think, eh, what's going on here? What's up? What's up? What's up? So, uh, you know, it was um, – I, I liked the match, though. I thought it was really good. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was uh, definitely strong. I, so who's on – let's see, on two. Let's go take a call. I don't know who this is. Who's this? 
Who is on the phone? This is Taz. Who is this? It's nobody. He said James from New York? He's gone. Oh, he's nobody gone? There. He's gone. Okay. Again, this is the phone system we started last week. So we're trying to... Who's this? Is this James? James. 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 Hello? Who's this? James? Hello? Yes, hello. Is Who is this? Hasmin? Has- yeah, Taz. Uh, this is Hasmin here from India. Oh, Hasmin. I had the wrong uh, line. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I just uh, wanted to ask you, uh, uh, you know, I wanted some words of encouragement. For what? For what, buddy? Um, I actually, uh, you know, I met with a accident uh, a few days back and uh, I broke five of my ribs. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, my friend. Uh, how are you doing? Are, yeah, you doing so are you doing okay? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much on painkillers right now and, oh. you know... Uh, I just wanted to know whether, you know, you can give me some words of encouragement and, you know, some tips on how to, you know, because you know the space really well, so. Yeah, you know, Hasmin, you hear me good, right? You can hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay, yeah, you know, the ribs are very tough to heal. That takes a, a little while. There's nothing they can do for you. You know, there's no surgery. I know how it is, so you just got to just be tough, man. I'm sorry to hear that. I hope you get well soon, Hasmin, you know. That sucks. He's a good guy. He always calls all the way from Bahrain. Yeah. Yeah, he calls from far away. All right, we got to take a quick break. And we're going to come back on the other side of the break with our special guest. NXT champion Finn Balor will be on the Taz show on the other side of the break. I'm really excited about this. Looking forward to talking to Finn. So spread the word on that social media, those listening live, that the demon himself will be here on the Taz show in about three minutes. Sit tight. All right, we're back. We're back. We are back on the Taz Show. Talking about Survivor Series. Phones are lighting up like crazy. Breaking it down. They're coming off a hot show with a new world heavyweight champion, Sheamus. Speaking of uh, speaking of champions, it's kind of a natural, easy segue to the guest as promised. Guy I'm looking forward to meeting one day. Haven't met the young man yet. He is the NXT champion, none other than the demon himself, Finn Balor. What's up, my man? What's up, Taz? How are you, buddy? Good, man. It's uh, finally great to speak with you. We've talked off air, or, well, not not verbally, but we've never met. I'm looking forward to meeting you one day, my man. Yeah, likewise. A lot, lot of respect, Taz. A lot of respect. Well, I listen, <laughs> I appreciate that coming from you because... Um, you know, I followed your career, man, and I have nothing but the utmost respect for all you've done, all your hard work, your body of work. Uh, big fan of yours for several years, and it's an honor to have you on. And and uh, I don't know if a lot of fans, I'm sure a lot of fans are well aware, because during your time at NXT, WWE's done a great job documenting your history and your build before you became the NXT champion. And all your accolades from Japan and, and the UK and, and in the US and Mexico are inspiring. So congrats on all your success. Thank you very much. I mean, was it a, a unique, uh, not unique, but like um, an odd transition for you coming into the WWE, you know, being that all, all your international success and WWE kind of runs their machine a little different. Did you have to take some adjusting, a little adjusting time for you when, when you first came over? Oh, of course. You know, it's a lot of adjusting, not only to like 
life at the performance center which is like you know a whole different kettle of fish than the dojos that I'm used to but like you know just the whole adjusting to living in the United States you know I was used to like living at home in Ireland which is you know pretty peaceful Japan is its own little thing and then and down here in Florida which is you know <laughs> another yeah. completely different kind of environment to be around <laughs> so not only like transitions in the ring but a lot of like transitions outside the ring too yeah man that, yeah that's a good point actually because yeah coming from Ireland and now you're in Orlando which is like the you know it's like hustle. It's almost like Manhattan, Orlando. It's, <laughs> it's the traffic. It's crazy. I, you know, I've been there enough. I know. I didn't think of that. That's a good point, actually. So, uh, well, look, man, you've had like a vast amount of success for years, you know, loaded with championships all over the world. As I said before, you got to WWE uh, and, and, and you've, you've made that transition. And so maybe bring people behind the scenes a little bit for you as the NXT champion or to build towards that and all the great talent that you've interacted with there, NXT and everyone's waiting for that moment where you end up on the main roster people are looking forward to that i personally i'm looking forward to december 16th nxt in london when you face my buddy samoa joe that's what i'm looking forward to bro <laughs> yeah you know a lot of people are keep bringing up that question you know this you know when are you getting called up to the quote unquote main roster but you know i really believe like the stuff that we're doing at nxt is like it's gonna go down in history as like a life or like a you know a, a period of time that has changed the you know the sports entertainment business and uh, you know I want to be here in NXT and be a part of what we're doing right now because you know it really does feel like something special and there's a real kind of camaraderie among the boys a real like team effort and uh, you know it, it's something that I don't. I'm not in a hurry to kind of step away from uh, step away from them. I'm here for the for the long haul. Hey, that's cool to hear, man. Because you know what, you're smart enough and you're experienced enough to realize you're part of something special. And I can tell you this, Fid, as a viewer and a fan of NXT, and I'm a big fan of it. It comes off as you guys and girls are doing something special, and. The WWE, to their credit, they're handling it. It started off as the grassroots. This is where guys are going to get better, kind of break some bad habits they had or whatever, or teach guys and girls. Now, uh-uh, I don't think it's like that, man. I, I think it's straight up. It's its own brand. It's its own territory, which I think is, is, is uh, I don't know if that's meant to be by Triple H and the powers that be, but it comes off that way. Yeah, again, I don't know if that's was some grand scheme or some master plan but what's been happening in the last year since I've been here is you know it's phenomenal and the growth that like a lot of the boys have shown in the last year since I got here is just unbelievable the likes of like uh, Jason Jordan yeah. uh, oh, you yeah. know Chad Gable yep. you know they're two guys that in the last year have just like blown me away with with, uh, with their growth and you know there's so many like the, the thing about NXT, we're not just like relying on like one guy, you know. It's yeah. it's top to bottom. Every match means something. Every match is important. Every match is a different dynamic, and it's just cool. I I just think it's cool. It's like rock and roll wrestling. Well, yeah, man, I hear you on that, and I'll tell you. And you're a guy, as I said, with a plethora of experience. So, you know, you're probably I'm assuming you're a leader in that locker room, and guys, the younger guys, uh, probably come to you for some advice. That probably would would be a layup and no no brainer. But also, I think you're right. And again, I'm not there. You are, and you're the champ. But the team, the, the camaraderie, and the team feel, and I think a lot of that uh, is. Because you guys probably have a chip on your shoulder that there is this scuttlebutt of the main roster and oh when they're gonna get to Raw and all this stuff and I can tell you as a former guy who wrestled for a little movement called ECW back in the day, you know yep. when you have a chip on your shoulder, 
you know, you can do amazing things. And you guys work like you got a chip on your shoulder. And also, I think that the company has you guys traveling as a unit. When you guys go on the road, I be- correct me if I'm wrong, you guys have like a team bus and stuff like that? Yeah, that's that's right, yeah. That builds team, right? That builds that camaraderie. Oh, absolutely. You know, we're we're tra- we're on the same flight together, group flight. We're you know we're picked up at the airport by a, by wow. a coach. We, we travel together. You know, get changed together, work together, same hotel together. Yeah, it's not like you know, it's it, there, there's no kind of segregation at all. You know, it's 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 one team unit. And you look, man. You like I said, uh, uh, you know, it's well documented how much you've been in, the, uh, how much you've worked in other places you've worked. You know, brother, you've been to places where you do, you show up to the building, you drive with one guy, or drive by yourself, you get done working, and I see you tomorrow at the building. You don't see that guy ever again until the next day, right? Different now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but you know, I've been around and. I've seen places that are cool, like, you know, there's places in the UK that are on fire right now, like Progress Wrestling, yeah, yep. there's ICW, which is on fire, there's, you know, uh, New Japan was on fire when I was there, yep. but there's just there's just a different feel in NXT, and it feels, it, it, it's very raw, it's very organic, and uh, it is kind of that chip on our shoulder kind of deal. I don't want to say that in a bad way, but it's like everyone has something to prove, and yeah. uh, and we're all trying to prove it together. There's no kind of like individuals. Everyone's trying to outdo each other, but you know we're doing it as a team. Well, and you know, and it's it, it's transparent, and you see that. And look, it. I'm telling you, man. Uh, I, look, I've worked for the WWE for a long time, and and know Vince McMahon and Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, and I can tell you, I'm pretty sure that those three people I just named are happy about that competitive drive amongst the whole NXT roster because that's what they want. That makes the matches better. That makes the talent hungry. You know, that makes the main roster, I hate to use that term, hates the guy, that makes the guys or girls on Raw or SmackDown work harder because you know you have an NXT talent breathing down your throat. And I think that's a Absolutely. good thing. I think that's a good thing, you know, that builds that drive, you know what I mean? So let me ask this, dude. Like, for those like um, uh, who don't know, and I know you've explained it before in the past, or people might know, your inspiration behind like the whole demon character, the face paint. I know you've worked as a, a Joker before, Punisher, Venom, all this stuff. Kind of, uh, some fans, my fans, want to know like if, if you're a big fan of comic books and stuff. I'm not too familiar with it, so pardon my ignorance on that. <laughs> but like, so what? Like, t- bring us behind the scenes of what what Finn Balor that when he turns into the demon. Like, what what's, what? Bring us back there. Tell, teach us about that. Uh, when Finn Balor turns into the demon, that's the question, right? But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, honestly, I'm just a fan of art. I'm a fan of, like, expressionism. I'm a fan of, like, changing things on the fly. I'm a fan of, like, just kind of going with the flow and being in the moment. And that's really what the demon is for me, you know. It just kind of helps me kind of channel kind of maybe an inner darker side you know a lot of people accuse me of being kind of too like nonchalant or not too like laid back and too like introverted and, yeah uh, i get i, I, I get the same like the, thing dude i, I get the same like the thing and just definitely helps me like bring a different side of my personality out a lot a lot better yeah I, I i get the same thing people say i'm an introvert and they say that i'm laid back <laughs> i get that all the time dude it's unbelievable I, we have a lot in common <laughs> no hey no i love it man when, when you when you uh I can't remember what show it was. One of your early shows with NXT 
when you came over to WWE and you came out with the demon gimmick and the music and the whole thing and throwing your hands up. I'm like, oh, look at brother. You got to be kidding me. This guy is over. Oh, my God. I wanted to go back in time. I want to wrestle this guy because I don't have to do nothing. And I'll, get, I'll have heat. It's great. <laughs> you know how the boys think. You know, so so I, speaking of the boys, so, like, you've had the opportunity to wrestle so many, you know, strong talents all over the world, but not just that. Now with NXT and then, you know, with Kevin Owens and now like a Samoa Joe uh, uh, on the 16th in London, you know, uh, uh, that's got to push you too. That because it's not just yourself. As you know, there's so much good talent on an NXT roster, and the pressure's on you guys. But like when you wrestled Owens and stuff, to bring us behind the scenes of that, what was that like? I'm sure your drive was there because you you guys brought it. It was it was <laughs> it was snug. It was aggressive. Yeah, yeah. you know, like. Uh... I've had a lot of matches and the match with Kevin Owens really is one of probably like the highest points of my career just for, for so many reasons, you know? Yeah. Uh, obviously, the history in Japan, having been there, that building, you know, I went to my first New Japan show there. I had my last New Japan match there. Mm. Uh, then, like, you know, to make that move, like, you know, un- uncertain move to NXT. Yeah. Arrive in NXT with Kevin Owens, kind of go through the same kind of struggles with adapting to everything uh, together uh, over the year. And then, like, you know, within a year, return back to, you know, uh, Sumo Arena, Tokyo, to face, you know, someone who became very close friends with Kevin Owens, you know, for the NXT title on a WWE network special. Uh, it was just, it, it was kind of a very like full circle moment. And mm. uh, to be in there with someone like who I consider an absolute genius in the ring, you know, a genius on the microphone, genius in the ring. Yep. The way he looks at the business is very different than most people. And um and to be in there and share that moment with him was a real honor for me. Yeah, man. I, I, uh, I watched the match, loved it. I, I thought it was awesome. You guys have definitely an amazing chemistry. And I and, and segue into your match on the 16th against Joe uh, in London, Samoa Joe. There's a chemistry there with you guys. Now, listen, you know, Samoa Joe, him and I have a long history. He's a good friend of mine. I could help you if you want with some inside tips on how to beat this guy. I'm just telling you. So you might not need my help well, though. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm grateful for the offer, but I don't think I need any insights from all Joe. Are you sure? Because I can help you, Finn. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, no, I know you don't need any help. I'm teasing you. Um, no, I, I'm looking forward to to you guys going at it for sure. I mean, you guys were a hell of a team. You won the Dusty Rhodes Classic as a, you know, and then he turned on you that rotten son of a gun. But uh, yeah. it, it's great stuff, man. I mean, I'm really what you're doing in NXT and your career. I mean. I, I and I appreciate and respect the fact that you're happy where you are in your career and you should be because you're you're the head of a real legitimate movement right now in NXT and with all the guys and girls on that roster doing and Triple H at the helm. I mean, seriously, it's great stuff. And and keep that chip, bro. You guys got to have that chip. That's key, man. That that that's motivation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of people are kind of always kind of focus on what's coming next and trying to get on to the next thing but I'm very much like living in the moment here at NXT and I'm happy to be flying the flag as NXT champion yeah you're the hood ornament brother you're the champion so you're the man and, and that's great <laughs> stuff right yeah so now look Survivor Series I'm assuming you watched it you saw it I did too so now shocking moment right one of your countrymen Seamus I'm sure you gotta be a little happy an Irishman he's the new champion yeah you 
<laughs> yeah, I just perked up there a little bit. I gotta say, I was watching it on uh, when I seen Seamus coming out. Uh, you know, I, I, I always have a bit of a soft spot for a fellow Irishman. So uh, yeah, fair play to him. That's cool. I said to uh, I don't know if it was a caller earlier in the show before you get on. Some it was actually a fan from Ireland actually called and uh, and yeah. we were talking and I was teasing him. He said, "Oh well, you know, uh, Finn is the NXT champion and Seamus is WWE champion." I go, "Yeah, I guess it's pretty convenient that a guy named McMahon, an Irishman, owns the company." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's pretty convenient, yeah, well, right? You know, Finn, Finn, Finn being the NXT champion and Sheamus being the uh, WWE heavyweight champion. And uh, Finn beat Sheamus uh, six times on the UK oh, tour last week. Oh, wow. So, uh, where does that leave me? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Look at Finn. I heard you. I heard you a little competitive. I guess you are. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, hey, so much of that BS that you're a laid back guy. Give me a break. <laughs> you just showed your hand, brother. <laughs> That's funny, though, man. Nah, hey, I'll I tell you. It's um, it's been an honor just to have you on and talk to you and and I, I said it, dude. And it's no lie. I you know, I, my show. I don't. I'm not huge into like tons of guests a lot. But you're a guy that I've always wanted to have on the show. And my my audience wanted to hear from you and 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 hear your story and just hear you talk a little bit. And and I'm thankful to the WWE for for setting this up and and for you coming on and and, and getting up early and jumping on the show, man. I I really appreciate it. As I'm honored, and uh, it was an absolute pleasure. All right, man, and you could follow Finn at WWE Bala, B-A-L-O-R. And listen, brother, I appreciate it, man. You keep kicking arse out there, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks, uh, human podcast machine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother, talk to you soon. Thank you. <laughs> All right, cheers, buddy. See you, man. Bye-bye. <laughs> he's funny. Yeah, it's cool having him on, man. He, he's a good guy. See, he showed his competitive side there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You right, saw right that. There. I like that. <laughs> a little bit of the demon coming out. He showed a little bit of that about Seamus. That was pretty funny. It was great having him on, man. Really a good, good dude for sure. Uh, you know, and, and again, thank you to WWE for setting that up. That was very cool of them to, to do that. So they didn't have to do that. So, um, look, it's, it's great having a guy on that, you know, I'm big into you got to pay your dues in this business. You know, and this is a guy who has, you know. So for me, as a former wrestler, you know, I, I, I don't care what country you're from. This is a guy who knows what it's like to earn his stripes. And, and any success he has, he has a hell of a lot of it right now. And more to come, I'm assuming. You know, he's earned and deserves every drop of success that, that this young yeah, man gets. Yeah, it shows. Every time he goes in the ring, he shows he, he works hard. He loves what he does. That's right. Correct the mundo. He definitely does. So where were we on the old... Oh, by the way, if you want to call up, 866-475-2948. I want to hear your thoughts, opinions, viewpoints, grievances, or things you might have liked uh, from Survivor Series. We're talking Survivor Series. What did we go over last, Captain? We talked about the we, 5 on 5. Yeah, I think that was it. We didn't touch on the... Uh, uh, we didn't go to Divas title yet. yet. Yeah, Correct. Yet. We did talk about the 5 on 5. Where uh, we okay, we saw um, Ryback get Ryback, the victory for Callisto his team on and, uh, right. one of the Usos. Yes, so on right. Sheamus, he yeah. got the victory. So, uh, yeah, we were there. Okay, cool. Now, Divas title. Um, this was um, this was pretty good here. Uh, I was looking forward to this match. I talked about it. I think on Friday, this was a match that I was definitely looking forward to, and it was Charlotte uh, against Paige. Yep, and uh, Charlotte as the champion, Paige as the challenger, and you know, look at. Uh, I was a little surprised. I was too. I, I thought the match would start hot. Yep, I remember the, you saying that. Yeah, I talked about that yep. uh, during the PW Insider Report le, uh, this past Tuesday when Mike Johnson was on. We talked about that, and and because 
for those that are under a rock or whatever aren't following the story, I mean, we thought it would start hot because of the controversial comments and things that were brought up about, you know, um, Charlotte's uh, brother, who's no longer with us, Reed, and, um, uh, you know, the angle is shot or whatever they did. And, you know, WWE, look, I don't want to get into, like, the whole thing on that. WWE, I think, handled it the right way. And I, and I said that. It's, it's usually up to the talent. I don't see anybody from creative going up to a talent and saying, hey, we'd like to talk about your, you know. Yeah, that's. I, I don't see that. I just don't see them doing that. I've worked there enough. They're not. That's not the way it is there. Uh, and there was reports that it was up to her. And, and, and I, you know, I don't know Charlotte, and, and I res- respect her, and she grew up in the business, which is not, it was not easy for a kid. I was not a second or third generation wrestler, but my son, you know, uh, you know, he understand. I see what's like how tough it is for kids to grow up with a dad or a mom who does this. So, you know, she's Ric Flair's, you know, <laughs> kid. So, you know, that's not as easy as people think. You know, that's a tough upbringing. It's a tough life. You know, her dad was gone a lot, you know, yeah. so, and I was gone for my son a lot. So I'm just saying, I, I respect her for that, and I respect her, the athlete she was in college and the athlete she is now and the wrestler she is. She's a deserved Divas champion. And she deserves oh, it. Oh, most Charlotte. certainly. Most she certainly. totally deserves it. Um, and I respect her dad immensely. I love Ric Flair. Love the guy. So um, I consider Rick a friend. And, and he's one of the most successful shows we have here at CBS on Play It. You know, his yep. podcast is phenomenal. Uh, so, if, you know, Woo Nation. It's great. I mean, he gets insane numbers. And, and he's Ric Flair. Why wouldn't he? He's the man. Who doesn't like Ric Woo! Flair? Yeah, he's a gimmick. You know, so he's the man. So, so uh, but I do think that this was... Um, you know, I do think that they should have started the match off hot. I do. I think that having Charlotte come out and she's doing a cartwheel outside the ring and doing her normal re- entrance, I don't think is good. They obviously wanted to have a ring announcer in there to set the tone and to do in this corner and in this corner to make it feel the big fight feel, which is the right thing to do. Yeah. But I just the armchair book on a Monday morning quarterback gimmick, and I'll do it because it is Monday. Um, I do think that if you really want to get that that ring announcer gimmick in okay then let charlotte wait outside the ring let her stew outside the ring well she don't want to get in the ring she's just waiting for the announcement let her let the ring announcer announce page and as she goes to announce charlotte charlotte is just a power power keg and just explodes she just gets the ring and just double legs just double legs page and just grounds and pounds boom 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 now you're starting hot now the announcers have a story they can sink their teeth in that's that's me on armchair booking uh, i just don't think she could should have gotten a ring charlotte uh even though you're doing that announcing yeah, definitely not with the build that they gave no for it. it's just it's too and you have the announcer saying it's such a personal issue which they're right the announcers are doing their job but how is it personal if she's doing her regular entrance yeah. doing a cartwheel and doing her regular stuff and i'm not knocking charlotte I just think that the match needed to start hot. Just an opinion. Just that's just, you know, just the way I see it. I mean, I you know, I I, I don't. That's just me. Uh, let's take a quick call right here. Uh, I don't know who this is. K. K in the UK. Who's this? K. Hi, my name's K. Taz. Long time um, listener, big fan. Thank you, buddy. First time caller. Oh, long time. First time, long time. All right, got it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good, mate. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good, thanks. I just wanted to um, uh, throw a few flags, not on you, not on the show, but on WWE, man. Go ahead, go. Well, I, I don't know, but, you know, I haven't been, I haven't listened to the show yet because I catch the podcast version of your live radio show um, every day. Thank um, you. When I listen to it on the, wo- on the way to work. Okay. So I don't know if you've covered it yet, but 
I was disappointed with Survivor Series last night, man. I was. What I was just you? heard while I was on hold what you were saying about the Charlotte and Paige match. Yes. I totally agree. I think it, 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 it felt to me like they just totally ignored what Paige said. You know, Charlotte came out all nice, smiling, happy. Um, I think she did the same on SmackDown. I think on SmackDown she should have really gone into um, um, Paige. Bella, yeah. but she didn't. So there was no anger there. There was nothing. Um, so I was disappointed about that. And then obviously, I don't know if you've covered it yet, but the ending, man. I really, I really, really wanted Reigns to... I really thought Reigns was going to go heel, but he didn't. He didn't. He stayed in um, uh, baby face and yeah. all lovey-dovey. I, I just think Reigns... I'm a big Reigns fan, and I think Reigns needs to go heel. But Kay, 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 listen to me. Kay, 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 listen. I appreciate everything you're saying. Now listen to me, my man. Here's the thing, and I agree with a lot of you saying, but here's the thing. I, like I said to you last... Like I said on a show last week about Roman Reigns, He's not. He didn't turn heel because he's not ready to be a heel. You turn heel when you're maximized as a babyface. Now, a lot of the steps they took yesterday are, are steps leading to when Reigns turns heel. It's going to be huge because he got robbed yesterday. He got robbed. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, he got robbed. He, he got, got robbed. robbed. And that, that's the and key. I'm sorry for him. Yeah, he's got robbed. And, and that's the thing. And I appreciate the call, okay? He's passionate about it. See, there you go. He's a fan of Roman Reigns. So not everybody is, is, and he seems like an IWC member, that guy. Could be. I mean, I like hearing all the vernacular down of the show, this show. <laughs> I listened to the podcast version. I listened to the live radio show. He he was, he had it all, he had the whole thing worked out. You noticed that, right? Yes. He understood. He understood because otherwise I get I, I get angry. I got, you know, it happened on, on Twitter. You know, I get a little yep, nuts. Yeah. I do. I get a little mad when people don't call things the right thing. Let's get nuts! I mean, because if you're not going to call it the right thing, I, and it's not that I, I, I love podcasting. I was I had fun. I, I got an award in the studio for winning a, for as a podcaster. But it's just not a podcast. I'm not going to get into that again, the P word. But yeah, I like how he had the whole thing down. He made sure he, he was good. He didn't yeah. want to get in trouble. You noticed that, right? Yep, definitely. Yeah, he did. He definitely noticed that. Okay, good. So I, li- I like that. Good caller right there from uh, from the UK. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, back to the uh, the show at hand here. So then, uh, like I said, we, we back to this Paige Charlotte match. I, I do think that they, they should have started hot. Okay, I'm not going to beat a dead horse with that. Um, you know, it was a very physical match. Yeah. Uh, both girls worked really hard. It, it felt like the direction that they took... They could have maybe cut a couple minutes off. I think it went a few minutes too long. Do you really? Yeah, a little bit too long. I didn't think of it that way. You might be right. I don't know. I, I didn't think of it like that. I mean, uh, <sighs> you might be right. I mean, maybe it went a little long. I I, I I don't know what happened in the finish because towards the end of the match, the finish did kind of come out of nowhere in this Yeah, thing. in this one too, yeah. She had her in the... She happened? got her in the figure in, eight. In the figure eight. Charlotte got Paige in the figure eight. Yeah. Well, first she had in figure four, and she yelled at us, she slapped her, and all yep. that, which I thought was good. She she did show that the you know what what Kay the caller just called the hate and, and the rage, and yeah, she did show what Charlotte did by slapping her. I live for anger and frustration. So she did. So in that moment, while she had uh, the figure four, and then she bridged into the the gimmick, and uh, you know I um I know I I I I think Charlotte. Was the person who should have retained her title? And she did. She won yeah. the match. I'm good with all of that. I think Paige is underrated. She's a great worker, but I do think that um, 
I do think the finish did come out of nowhere. So, uh, hey, Jim in Virginia, what's up, dude? Hey, man, I was talking about Charlotte and Paige at the Survivor Series. What do you want to talk about? Go ahead, shoot. I totally agree with you. They should have came in there uh, really hot. I think Charlotte should have came down there, guns blazing, just beating the snot out of uh, Paige. Yeah, man, I agree. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I was talking about it, Jim, about the, the ring announcing. You know, it looked like they wanted to get in, like, the traditional ring announcing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't matter. You still can do it. You can shoot that angle the right way and keep Paige on the outside of the ring. You know what I mean, Jim? Exactly. One other Not thing, Paige, though, Charlotte. I meant Charlotte. Uh, what do you think they're going to bring uh, Sasha Banks in for to make a run at Charlotte? Uh, probably tonight. Uh, <laughs> that's what I yeah. think. I, I think that could happen tonight. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think it'd be great. I mean, Sasha's definitely ready. Uh, for sure, and I, I, I'd like to see them heat up Becky Lynch a little bit too, but not not against Charlotte, obviously, because they're friends, but I do think that they could start shooting an angle. I don't know what they're doing. That's why you know Raw should be excellent tonight. I urge people you should watch it. I know I'm definitely watching it. I know my Bills are playing the Patriots, so I gotta do double duty. I'm a little nervous about that one. So, um, you know, I think that it's a good opportunity to them to, in, in, you know, get rolling with Sasha somehow, some way. Into an angle. You think it's too early? You think it's a good time? No, I think Captain this Tom. would be a very good time. You think so? She's, I mean, she's already, she's shown her in NXT. She can put on some amazing matches. Pronouns, bro. Sasha Banks can put I on some amazing pronouns. matches. I hate them. If you're going to sit here with me, bro, you can't, see, I get a little crazy. <laughs> pronouns. I don't like pronouns. And I like that you're speaking a little louder. That's yep. good. You're doing a good job of that. Thank you. Did, did some of the people on the uh, internet wrestling, on the internets, did they get on you about the No, I just saw, w- I only saw one comment. There was a little comment? Yeah, one comment. They said they like me, but they wish I was louder. I'm going to kick your ass! All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Um, all right, that's cool. They wish you were louder. That's right, you're working on the loudest. But again, you got the Captain Jack hat on. There you got go. the Captain Tom hat on. You got, I got a little, look, I got my gimmick here. Look, look, look. I got the, <laughs> I got the Lucha, the Nacho Libre schnabers. Get the gimmick. Crying Brian brought that bad boy in. There we go. Brian was asking for credit. <laughs> I just gave him credit. He's not an egomaniac. <laughs> filled with egomaniacs. Where's Seth? He's an egomaniac. The captain, he's an egomaniac now. <laughs> you know, uh, Crying Brian's an egomaniac. I, you know, I, 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 I'm supposed to be the only guy with an ego around here. Brian's saying it's because he's in Seth's office right now that he's becoming <laughs> <laughs> He's going through Seth's desk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, what about Kels? <laughs> Kels is the egomaniac, too. Everybody's the egomaniac around here. What the hell's going on? I don't know. So, uh, anyway, that's the, that's the deal. Let's go to uh, Scott. Scott, what's up? How you doing, man? Scott. Taz, how what's are? going on? What's up, brother? What do you want to talk about? Scott, talk. What's Taz, up? What's going on? Can you hear me, buddy? Can you hear me? Scott. Uh-oh. Something... I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you, buddy. What do you want to talk about? Go for it. Hey, man, I want to talk about the uh, Charlotte Page match. Go ahead. Shoot. Go for it. So, I'm, I'm thinking, instead of going into a regular old match, I'm thinking they should have just had a huge brawl on the outside. I'm talking in the crowd, get some intensity going. Mm. Charlotte somehow gets the upper hand, maybe spears it through a table. You know, something like that. Those are in the ring. Spear, one, two, three, let's go home. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that would have been bad. I mean, I think a little, to start it and kick it off on the outside, I think 
you know, Scott, you're on to something. Thank you for the call, bro. I think I don't think you're wrong on that. Uh, totally. Uh, I think that would have been good. But you know what? They did what they did, and, and and it was a good match. These girls had a great match. There's no doubt. I just felt like the finish did come out of nowhere, and they should have started a little bit different. Otherwise, I thought it was cool. All right, I'm late to break. Got to take a quick break. Uh, going to come back from break. Going to finish breaking down. The show just flew by, dude. The show flew yeah. by. Yeah. Going to continue breaking down. Uh, um. Survivor Series also taking your calls at 866-475-2948. Take a quick break on the Taz Show. Be back in about three minutes. All right, we're back, we're back, we're back. Breaking down Survivor Series right here on the Taz Show. We had my man Finn Balor on earlier WWE from the WWE, NXT champion. Great talking to Finn, catching up with him. Awesome. Definitely, definitely, definitely want to have him back on down the road. It was a tough get. I can tell you that. But again, thank you to the WWE for setting that up. So I don't forget to say it at the end of the show because I got a feeling this show is going to really crank down for the final seconds. Oh, yeah. So we got a lot to cover still. Uh, and again, you want to call the phone number here is 866-475-2948. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we got a lot to do here. So... Let's go. Uh, let's go check this out right here with Breeze, Dolph Ziggler. Another really good match. Okay, uh, but the fans were were really dead. They were kind of dead in, in the girls' man. Yeah, the match. yeah, yeah. It was. You know, I, you know, they kind of got cold. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know really know why. It's Atlanta. I mean, that's usually I've you know, I've wrestled there a whole bunch. It's great wrestling town for years. I'm wondering if they were expecting the same thing we were talking about in the women's match. You think so? That, that yeah, Paige I wonder would if have, that would get attacked by yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, I wonder. Could be. I mean, I mean that could that could bring the people down a little bit in the match. But these those girls had a great physical match, and so did so did Breeze and Dolph. And these guys had yeah. an excellent match. Um, you know, Breeze won won the match. Yep. Okay, the announcers really tried to push how big of a victory it was for Tyler Breeze, and I think that's good. They should do that. That helps make the guy. I think they got to be a little careful rubbing them up against the name HPK. Yeah. You know, that's a little rough. I mean, I, and I love Tyler Breeze. I'm a fan of this guy. I am. Him and Summer Rae together are great. Um, I saw a thing, I think it was on the pre-show, when they were in the social media lounge gimmick. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty funny, and, and it was good. <laughs> you know, this kid's just natural charisma. He's great, you know, Tyler Breeze. He's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the match. Uh, I, I have no problem with the match at all. Uh, what did you think? It's another one of those matches where uh, it left me wanting more in a good way. I'd like to see that a few, them go at each other a few more times. Yeah, I think you're right about that. They definitely have a good chemistry, Captain Tom, if that is your real name. They definitely, <laughs> uh, definitely have a, a tremendous chemistry. Um, and the athleticism between the both is there, you know. So it's just um, it works for me, and uh, and I thought the match was great. And again, uh, maybe they'll continue with this tonight. Who yeah. knows? I don't see why not. You know, I mean, both both guys, you can do whatever you want with them right now. Especially a guy like Tyler Breeze. It's just they're just scratching the surface with him. Yep, he's got uh, just a big big upside uh, for sure. Uh, the gimmick, the selfie stick gimmick, it's hilarious. Uh, Ziggler playing off of that, the summer race stuff. It, it all works. Yep. I like how Tyler Breeze uh, changed his finisher just a few weeks ago, really. Oh, uh... From the... He still uses, I think, the beauty shot, but he has the unprettier... Unprettier, like, a, yeah, yeah, the face first. Yeah, yeah, like, I, uh, like, I like that. Use, right? yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, I think that's good. And they called it the unprettier. Didn't Michael Cole one yeah, of the guys? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they're Yeah, I think it. that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you. Um... You gotta be careful with that move. If you don't take that right, you'll break your neck. <laughs> so you just, timing is important. But he hit it right, and uh, Ziggler's great, so he took a 
tremendous bump right there. Uh, excellent job. I like the match a lot. Uh, really, really good. Um, again, the audience was a little bit out of it, so who knows what was going on there. But they kind of what? Maybe it was because she said with the girls. Could be with the yeah. divas. It could be. Could be. Then we went to uh, Undertaker and Kane versus uh, Wyatt's. Yep. Now I got. I want to throw like a little flag here on my sh- own show. Mm-hmm. I, I like. I'm throwing a flag at like everybody. You, crying Brian. I'm even throwing a flag at my at myself. I, I'm a little confused. I mean, I, there's flags. <laughs> Everywhere, I, I don't know. Crying Brian, I need you in here. There's this flags. Crying Brian, please come in. Crying Brian, please enter the studio. Thank you. Okay, please. What? 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 Why? Uh, uh, why on the show on Friday? I think it was. Okay. Why on Friday? Take a knee so we can see you. Yeah, all right. All right. Uh, why on the show on Friday? <laughs> Look at that this shot. Is a terrible That's shot, probably. <laughs> That's awesome. Why on the show on Friday did you tell me, or one of you guys tell me? That it's going to be Bray and 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 Braun Strowman against Kane Undertaker. I, it always seems that they put Harper and uh, and Rowan together. I, I just it just felt like they've been building up Strowman so much, and it had to be Bray. If it wasn't Bray, it would have been a waste of time. No, bro, you said it as fact, and no. then you made me say it because no, I believed that was, you. That was my that was my guess. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I we thought you you said it like. Did, did we see it on, on a website? Uh, you, you, you I take I take responsibility for this one. I, I'm I, afraid I've got some you can bad blame me. news. Blame me. I can blame you, Captain, and I, and you are blamed. All Consider right. yourself blamed. Well, what, what? What? You don't want to give the information? I saw it on Wikipedia. I'm gonna kick your ass, dude. What, what, you you can't go by Wikipedia. What's in Wikipedia? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go look this up. Go look Go it up. It. That's great. We only got 20 minutes till we're done. Go look <laughs> it up. That's great. And I'll find it in 30. And let me know who's on line one when you're at it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So this this match was um, th- th- this was real good. I mean, I, the backup on the entrance, an extremely very special entrance for the Undertaker on this deal here. Really, really cool. Really, really, very, really well deserved for Taker. It was a cool thing. It looked like a, a door or a coffin or something uh, above him, right on the stage, where it was all these um, the the uh, evolution yeah. of the character, different Undertakers, American Badass, all that stuff. I thought that was really cool, really, really well done. Uh, I, you know, I liked it. Did you? Did you? Yeah, I thought that entrance? was a, that was a great entrance. He always has great entrances, but this one was this something was cool. Else. Yeah, yeah. This, my favorite one was with. Uh, WrestleMania in Seattle. I've talked about it before with Limp Biscuit when they played Roll. Oh, Rome. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a big Limp Biscuit fan, so for me that worked. Now let's go to James, another James. James, what's up? Hey, Taz. How you doing, buddy? What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about the Undertaker Wyatt match. Okay, go ahead, shoot. Um, I like to have the KM or did a double choke slam to bro Strowman to the Spanish announce table. What about it? Well, I like it. How oh, the, yeah, yeah. I liked it, too. I thought it was great. I and thought, I like how they did the second double choke them to the two members that they were facing. Yes. And then the Tombstone City. Tombstone City. I agree, James. No doubt. And that, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? The bump onto the announce desk that... For Braun Strowman on the Spanish announce test, a double choke slam. Braun Strowman. Yes. 
that was excellent. And they had to get him out of the fray. That's why. They had to get rid of him. And that's why they did that. I thought it was excellent. Uh, big time uh, tombstone by Undertaker on Luke Harper in this thing here. Uh, actually, uh, ex- excellent, uh, excellent match all the way through. I thought it was interesting that Harper took the pin. Yeah. I thought that was a little interesting, too. I mean, no one's going to remember that, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think it, it don't really matter that much. Mm-hmm. It's all about Taker. You know, it's, it's all about Undertaker and, you know, 25 years, yada, yada, and, and all the pomp and circumstance for him. For a quick second there, I got to tell you, I thought Kane might was going to turn on him. <laughs> I don't know why. At the end of this match, something was thinking, had me thinking that Kane was going to just drill Taker <laughs> when they were victorious. There was just a moment there. I don't know what it was, but I, I think it's better that they, that they did not. Um, I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was good. Let's go to uh, John in Queens. What's up, John? Hey, Dad. How you doing, buddy? Great show last night, I think. What do you think? I, I, a lot of people hated it. I liked it. I thought it was okay. I think some people are being a little hard on it. I, I thought it was okay. I mean, I did. I mean, did you like the ending with, with Sheamus and all that stuff? I absolutely loved every part of the pay-per-view except for some of the finishes. Other than that, I think from uh, the start of the pre-show to the end of the pay-per-view, I actually loved every second of it. Well, good. And I actually have an idea of what I think that they plan to do, what they change. I want to know your opinion on it. Go for it. What is it? So I think that the original plan was to have Reigns beat Rollins in the pay-per-view, to have like a huge monumental win, and then possibly a Taker versus Reigns to really establish him uh, I had, I had wait, wait, John, uh, wait, hold on, John, John, hold the title. John, you broke. Uh, when Taker beating him at Mania, and then hopefully retiring right after Mania with the title as champ, which I feel he deserves for everything he put in, and then them having doing a tournament. But with Rollins getting injured, I feel Reigns winning at this table you wouldn't have been a big monumental win, and that also kills their tournament for Taker. So I think that's where they kind of switched everything up. And then with Reigns spearing Triple H, I feel that that might uh, put uh, Reigns in where Rollins was going to fight Triple H at uh, WrestleMania. And uh, I was just wondering what you thought about that. Dude, you, you, I, it's a mouthful. I mean, I, I, you, and you're the, you're the guy who does audio, right? I remember you tweeted me a picture. Yes, like, sir. Yeah, and, and I was trying to talk to you, and you kept talking again. Um, and you, you, yes, sir. And then your phone broke up, and the first thing, start over at the whole beginning. No, no. <laughs> what was the first uh, thing you said? No, because I, I, I couldn't hear you on the phone. You said something about Reigns and who? I, what would you say? Reigns, I think that originally Reigns was supposed to beat Rollins and then hold the title to Mania and have Taker take it at Mania for Rollins, for, uh, you know, Taker's retirement match and hopefully win the title from no, Reigns. I don't think that was going to happen. with the title. I don't think that, that Taker was going to get the title anytime soon. Uh, Taker doesn't need the title. Why would you put the title on somebody? And thank you for the call, John. Why would you put the title on somebody that's going to, that's basically, leave, you know, kind of leaving? Yeah, he's, I couldn't see that. He's happening. in the twilight of his career and then some. Why would you do that? You know? Every time that guy calls, it's like I, he, he can't hear me. So when I talk, you know, a lot of audio guys, are, they, they're deep. They can't hear good. Deep. They're deep. Yeah, so, so they, they, you know, and every, every time he calls, it's kind of like I, I don't want to be brought down or nothing, but it's like I, I don't want to be rude, and the guy, I try to stop the guy from talking. It's a run-on sentence, but then, you know, sometimes I got to stop him. Sometimes you got to just take your foot, Captain Tom, and you got to shoot someone right in the yam bag. It happens. Yeah. And that, that's kind of my deal. Or a peg leg, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Always to the pirate thing. <laughs> I am Eddie! We're heading toward an iceberg! <laughs> Batting down the hatches or whatever you guys say on the ships, <laughs> Captain Tom. Aye, aye! Oh, jeez. So, uh, 
heavy duty tombstone, as I said, on Luke Harper. I mean, yeah. he delayed this thing. He was like, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was, it was a good match. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was also interesting on the show. Um, and I talked about that. I, I bet you they're going to do this, and they and they didn't do it. Meaning a package, a video package on Seth Rollins, his run as champion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I, you mentioning I, that. Just a little surprise. I I think they were just short on time. Because WWE is usually like really good at that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, and, I mean it's going to be a while too until Seth's back. So who yeah, knows? No, I know that it doesn't matter. You still, yeah, you know, he was just a great champion, no matter if he was a heel or babyface. Crying Brian saying there was a few seconds at the beginning of the show where there the show was. Seth, I did see that, that and was, any yeah. info Crying Brian gives, I'm not using because he made him <laughs> like an idiot. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Taz. Oh no, no, it's um. Yeah, it's Bray and Braun Strowman. Oh, yeah, yeah, Taz. Oh, yeah, they're going to face Taker and Kane. It's, uh, yep, nope, nope, nope. Yep, nope, they, they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you sure, Brian? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. You sure? Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure. No, no. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Look like a jobber. You make me look like a jobber. Jobber city for sure. All right, boom. So, like I said, I'm a little surprised there was no Seth Rollins package. I was a little surprised. Yeah. I'm not knocking those guys. I just... They had a heavy show. They had a lot going on with the show. Uh, I, I thought it would have been cool. It's just a good touch, in my, in my view. Um, just because the guy is such a great in-ring performer and great on the mic. I thought it would have been a nice touch. You know what I mean? Uh, let's go to Dave in Montreal. What's up, Dave? Hey, what's up, Taz? How are you doing? Good, my friend. What do you want to talk about? Um, I wanted to thank you first for answering my Twitter question yesterday about who had the, the stiffer kicks, RVD or Tajiri. Oh, that was you. Yeah, that's a layup, Van Dam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. um, well, my question is, what what has Ziggler done that he is just forever everyone else's stepping stone? Well, that's a that's a million dollar question. I don't know. I you know I mean it. And and thank you, Dave. It could things could happen backstage and. Maybe because he's been there a long time. He's maybe he's taken for granted. Maybe he pissed somebody off. I mean, it happens. I've done it. You know, it's it's a crazy business. You know, it's it's um, maybe they feel like it's just time for other guys to get that oomph and that push. I mean, you know, obviously Dave uh, from Montreal is a fan of Ziggler. I'm a fan of Ziggler, but you know, it's business. You, you got a, an excellent spotlight to to wrestle on a gigantic pay per view and get all that time. To be on a pay per view and and gonna make good money and on they it. Put him pretty high up on the card too. You're damn right to put him high yeah. up on the card. And it wasn't like it wasn't like Tyler Breeze just buzzed through him. Yeah, this guy's had a strong competitive match. But you know, I mean, Ziggler fans want to see this guy. You know, uh, you know, really be top of the heap again. You know that type of thing. And I get it. I totally, <clears throat> I totally understand that, and I totally get it. The guy's tremendous for sure. He could talk. He could work. Uh, and he's always hey, he's always there. He's always in the spotlight somehow, some way. So it's not like he's not, you know, non-existent. You know what I mean? He's there. Uh, so then you go into the final match here before we wrap our show up here. Reigns, Ambrose, uh, the finals for the WWE Championship. Both guys worked very hard. Yep. Cannot take that away from either of these young men. Um, you know, I, 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 the championship was, it happened, like I said earlier, really out of nowhere. The spear, Reigns' new champ, and I'm like, wow. There was a quick start to the match, too, at the very quick yeah, start. Yeah, they were tight on time, yeah. and I think for whatever reasons, they were maybe their budgeting was wrong on the timing. I don't know what it was. Something wasn't wasn't kosher with the time gimmick. Um, I do think that um, I definitely think all the time and, and the theory of everything, once the ding, ding, ding happened, we have a new world champion in Roman Reigns, that's where the vital time was for them. They wanted to get that angle over where Triple H comes out and then and then Sheamus comes out. 
they do a couple spots. We have a new new champion. Yep. <clears throat> and all that confetti that took a while to drop. There was, was a lot was of a that. lot of confetti. Uh, it's a lot of confetti. I need confetti in here. Every time I do a show, I want confetti being off. <laughs> Tell the boss at CBS I need confetti. I want orange and black confetti, <laughs> just everywhere. But um, you know, look at uh, I from a wrestler's perspective in a main event. A, a, a tournament that was built to this level, my opinion, my POV, my point of view, I do think that they should have had a little more time and, and the guys in the ring should have told a couple of stories with false finishes, a physical story to make this match a little longer, make it um, not just longer, but make more storytelling in the physical finish where... Oh my God, near fall. Oh my God, near fall. Oh my God, near fall. At least five or six times. You really got to sprinkle those. And, and I don't think that happened. Did, did no, I miss it, something, Captain Tom? No, it didn't. It, it didn't happen, didn't happen right? No. I just, you know, I, I, I do think that that would have really helped. Mm -hmm. Because this is what happened. Like for me, and I think a lot of people, once Reigns wins with the spear, one, two, I thought, I thought Ambrose was going to kick out. And yeah. he didn't. I'm like, I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay. It really was like out of nowhere. And then when Triple H came out, I'm sorry, once Reigns, once Reigns won, I'm like, something else has got to happen here. Yeah. But then they, they took us all away. They did the confetti. They did the tears. They had Triple H come out. And I'm still like a mark sitting there like, <laughs> wow, what are they doing here? This is, okay, this is, this is what they're doing. And as I said earlier... For those that are listening live that maybe you didn't hear it, or for those listening to the, to the podcast version, I apologize for repeating myself, but, you know, the way it was shot, guys, pay attention. Pay attention to that. The way it was shot, that once the spear was hit by Reigns on uh, Triple H, they kept tight on that. Monitors, announcers, watch your monitor. Don't watch the ring. Don't, because then your call's contrived. Boom, big boot. Who the hell was that? Oh, my God, it's Sheamus. Always oh, cashing the gimmick in. Oh man, oh man, and you heard that kind of pop. Oh, oh, yep. oh no! And it was awesome. I, I liked it. I, I'm about being entertained, and I thought it was entertaining. Yeah, some would say ah, I was contrived booking. Ah, it was lazy booking. Uh, you could see this was coming from a mile away. Yeah, I mean maybe the cash in the money in the bank, of course. I mean yeah. that's always that's always hanging in the balance, right? Yeah, yeah. No, if you don't agree, that's no, no, cool. I do, I do. Like, I mean, I, I was surprised by the ending. It definitely was a swerve, like you were saying. Yeah, uh, it was a swerve, and, and what made it for me was two things in the in the, the the actual last segment, the last moments of the of the show. What made it for me was Triple H getting speared. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that I don't think anyone predicted happened. It's been a little while since there's been a champion that went up against the authority because since we've had Rollins with the belt for so long. Good point. Good observation, Captain Tom. Aye, 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 aye. So <laughs> good point. But I I got to tell you, man. That bump, the spear, uh, that spear by uh, by Reigns on on the game, I think was excellent. That was a great little nuanced setup spot, very smart. I get goosebumps because I like good booking like that. Most wrestling fans or guys doing shows or all these Tom, Dick, and Harry podcasts, and you know they're not gonna break down like that. Like I, to me, I'm not bragging. I just like to me, I appreciate good booking. That's good booking. The little spots, the little transition spots, mm -hmm. that bump. On Triple H is so important, and then the other little transition spot is huge, and that's the false finish, where everybody's like, "Why'd they have Reigns kick out? What would they do that for?" 
that built the excitement and the finish because once he kicks out, once Reigns kicks out, you say to yourself, he's going to beat Sheamus. Yep. He's going to beat Sheamus. But he didn't. Nope. <laughs> that was the beauty of that spot. And that's why everybody out there pooping and burying the booking that they did on the show yesterday needs to get their head out of their ass and learn about proper booking in the business. That was done right. They did that friggin' angle the right way. I don't care if you don't like the players involved. I don't care if you don't like Sheamus, if you don't think he should be champ. I don't care if you don't think, if you think Reigns should have been a heel. Look, most of you guys from the IWC might be a little ticked off because you wanted to see Reigns turn heel. So you didn't want to feel like like you got duped. Just like the UFC fans that, that hate me. Okay, because I gave my opinion about something. So they're mad at me because they don't want to... Like, my opinion about that fight last week makes them feel like they got duped and they got worked. No one likes being worked. I like being worked as a viewer, as a wrestling fan, as a former wrestler, as a former guy who's been in the room, who's been in meetings. I appreciate it. I think it's good. I like it. So uh, let's take a quick call before we end the show. Jay in Jersey, what's up? Hey, what's up, Taz? How you doing, man? Good, bro. Make it quick. What's up? All right, no doubt. Um, I would give the whole show a B plus. Okay. I felt like it it, it, it was good. That's it fair. A little bit more fall yep. finishes, like you said. Yep. And also, real quick, with the Divas uh, division, I felt like there should be more storylines that build up into going to the title. How do you feel about that? Well, no, dude, but hold on, Jay. They had a pretty heavy storyline there, though, with Paige and Charlotte, right? No, I'm, that's just one. I'm talking about what about Sasha Banks going building to get to the title? Or, oh yeah, well I agree with that. No, Jay, no, I agree. and that's what we'll see tonight, right? So I mean, I I might be wrong on that. I just think Sasha. I didn't look at like some raw preview, so I have no idea what they have in take. This is probably just like the aftermath of tonight of of last night. And and thank you for the call, Jay. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't I don't know where they're going. But I I, I see what you're saying now. I thought you meant like there's no storylines for the girls, but yeah, I think um they could go a little more with some more storylines, sure, but. You know, they're trying to get a lot of talent over. Stuff to give everyone that spotlight. You know, it's not it's not it's not easy. Another quick call. Let's go to uh, I think it's Altero in Connecticut. Am I saying your name right? You got it, Taz. How you doing? Good my friend. What do you want to talk about? Hey, real quickly, I just wanted to point out Shane uh Seamus was a monster heel years ago and I'm actually excited he got the belt because he oh he's gonna be Triple H's guy. He's gonna be the guy who basically will do what it takes to keep that belt. And if they just focus on him being a monster heel, Reigns is gonna be the benefactor of all of that. Yeah, I think so, especially if they go to and that's a good observation. I agree with you. I kinda of touched on it earlier, Altero. Thank you. Uh yeah, no, I agree. I and, and Reigns it just it just helps keep Reigns in that babyface lane and gets him over even more. He was a, now he's a former WWE champion and he got robbed. Reigns got robbed, and Reigns should never say it. The announcer should say it. Everybody else around Reigns should say it. Reigns should not say he got robbed. <laughs> so that's babyface booking 101. I'm, che- I'm checking the uh, WWE site for tonight's Raw, and they're kind of focusing on how Reigns is going to retaliate. Okay, so that so, makes that's their main yeah. angle, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I um, like I said, I broke it down, man. I broke down that, that deal with Sheamus and Triple H and – and uh, and Roman Reigns, I I, I I gave you all my true heartfelt opinions on the whole thing. Uh, any hacks out there try to steal my, my point of view on this? Maybe they have the same one. I laugh. Call them out. Don't be afraid. Tasmaniacs with an X. Go get them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know because it's like 
it's tough. Look, for me to see like the way the way people just burying like what happened last night, I I think it's a little a little crazy. It's a little over the top. It's um. I think some people just want to complain for the sake of complaining. Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, I, I, you know, finishes coming out of nowhere. I don't think that's good, and we've seen that a little bit. Uh, you know, last night again, that was because they're pressed for time on stuff. I'm sure, and that's that. You know, that's just going to happen. I mean, uh, but tonight will be interesting on uh, on Monday Night Raw. We'll see the fallout of Survivor Series and how it goes down. So, you know, but uh, this show was this show was packed and loaded uh, to the gills and. No, I had a blast. Had a blast. Uh, Captain Tom out here giving his opinion on the show. Thank you, brother, as always. Thank you. Crying Brian running around the studio somewhere. Oh, yeah. Running all over the place. Crying Brian. <laughs> and I want to thank the WWE and uh, for setting up uh, my chat on the show here with uh, NXT champion Finn Balor. And I want to thank Finn. Thank you for jumping on, brother. Keep rolling. Keep your success up. You are the man. You're tremendous. No doubt. And thanks to all you guys for listening live or listening to the podcast or watching live at TazShow.com. Remember the VOD will drop probably a few hours of the full show and clips at TazShow.com. That's your place for everything Taz Show. And the audio podcast of the show will probably drop in about an hour. I'm Taz for the captain. Talk to you guys tomorrow with a nice Roll breakdown. See ya. We've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids' meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. To go and pour another drink just to get away. We gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping I won't let you go. Back since I was shooting hoops, new issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, know I go for my dreams. I've been on tours and screens, but I'm